My name is Rory McConville, and you're listening to the Top 5 Podcast. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast. People talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today, we have the Master of Disaster, Josh45. What up, what up, what up? And CBS. Also, what up, I guess. Today we're doing episode number 164. That many already, huh? Crazy, right? It's only been nine years, so I guess it's not that bad. Nine years? Yeah, si senor, this is season nine, man. It's weird, right? Hmm. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, see, so today we're going to be doing something a little different. We're going to talk a little bit about the... Uh, I don't even know what you call it. The most recent Marvel trailer, I guess? Which is not really a trailer. It's like a teaser. Most recent Marvel teaser. There you go. Well, they officially like named a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the name drop. And it has a whole intro by Stan Lee, which is awesome. If you haven't seen it, you can, I mean, you can find it on YouTube. But if you go look at Up Eternals on IMDb, it's currently what they have listed as their uh, trailer. So check it out. Because it's fantastic. The whole intro is great. Uh, we're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to talk about issue number one of uh, Heroes Reborn from Marvel Comics. So that's what we got in store for you this episode. Um, I think first we'll start with the, I mean, because it's kind of all news, I guess. So I guess the giant news segment sound about right. But what's in the news? And that's right. So I guess um, Joker 2 is still reportedly in development with Joaquin Phoenix being A. Okay. That's uh, all right. Interesting. I didn't like it anyway, so I don't care about it. I just thought it was interesting. They're going to bother making another one. Well, it made a lot of money, so I mean, Chase. But ultimately, as a movie, it's not like a. It's a good one-time watch. I think. I don't. I wouldn't rate it as a thing that I would want to watch a whole bunch. And like comic book wise, I mean, I mean, we've talked about it on this show and probably other shows also. It doesn't really fit anywhere. It's its own bag of nuts and. Part of that's aggravating. As far as, like, portrayal and visually, it's beautiful. But, yeah, I don't... Sequel? Does it need one? I'm gonna go with... I would say no, but it did make a lot of money, so I guess we'll see. So... The lady that... Um... Who... She... The character in Ant-Man and Wasp... Are you talking about the... The bad guy, like, but she wasn't really the bad guy, like the, the silk, was it... Was oh, Ghost. One? Yeah, Ghost. Mm-hmm. She, that actress, is going to play, officially sign on to play Red Sony in the Red Sony film. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm crazy. Like, like uh, Hannah, Hannah John Comet, Kamen. K-A-M-E-N, Common? Kamen? Hmm. Hannah John Kamen. Crazy. All right. I mean, there's a lot of Red Sony comic books happening, so... They were actually, this week we had a brand new one come out called Invincible Red Sonja. The art is great. I haven't got to read it yet, but the art was really good. And that's kind of, okay, that's a little weird. I mean, it's a departure from the normal version of the character, but whatever. A little different than Bridget Nelson. I mean, I would hope she's less crazy. But yeah, <laughs> as a thing, it, I mean, it's a different, I mean, yeah, generally speaking, Red Sonja's always depicted a particular way. So, that's a... Whatever, I guess. Do they have a date for that at all? 
Uh, they don't have a date. Gotcha, okay. It just says... This has pretty new information. Yeah, it just came out. She just signed on, but it doesn't say, like, with the, even the year. Usually they give, like, 2021 or 2022, right. but I'm not seeing anything here. I was, like, kind of skim fat as fast as I can, but... Oh, you're good. What are they going to have? What's his name come in and play uh, Conan? Jason Momoa? <laughs> I mean... From that... <laughs> it was the most recent incarnation of the movie. Uh, those two, surprisingly enough, those two properties aren't actually connected. Like, they're separate things. Even the Bridget Nelson movie, Arnold is in there, but he's not actually playing Conan. He's a different dude. Well, yeah, I mean, only because of, like, the people who made the Red Sony movie didn't have the rights to Conan, but right. in the comics, though, they did connect. Oh, yeah. They were in the same universe. They used so, to be. So that's the whole thing, is, like, they they put him in there as a... The whole thing was that he's, like, he was supposed to be Conan. Right. And then, like, they couldn't figure the right thing out, and, like, they are just like, well, let's just change your name. He's, like, perfect. And so, right. So... I mean, I thought that was cool. Oh, no, it's neat that they connect them. I mean, right now in the comic book world, Conan sits over the Marvel, so the House of House of Mouse. Which I hate. I hate that so much. It's pretty weird. The books are not bad, actually. The books are actually really good. But the Dark Horse books are really good, too. So it's not like... It's almost like they didn't even miss a beat, really, because it's kind of the same thing that Dark Horse was doing. Which is now... Putting him under Avengers? That's totally different. Like, the Savage Avengers thing is totally different. Stupid. That's oh, why I don't no, like I, I, I do love that. It's crazy. See, you're the you're part of the problem. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you're like that's dumb to me. Yeah, time travel's crazy. It's like, he got an idea. Here's my... Here's what... Who's the new Avengers? Captain Kirk. Conan. <laughs> Hyperion. It's not that crazy. And Mickey Mouse. New Avengers. Are you going to call them new Avengers? What are you going to call them? Yeah, New Avengers. That's the New Avengers. But there's already been New Avengers teams. So they're the New Avengers, not Avengers. And they're just oh, and, oh, and Luke Skywalker. He's in there, too. I mean, he and That's the thing. Is that's what By doing that with Conan, that's what you're doing. The only one of those characters that wouldn't fit because of who owns them is Star Trek, Captain Kirk. He's the only one that wouldn't fit. The rest of them, sure. Which is random. Oh, and the Noid. The Noid is the big baddie, you know? Because <laughs> he's back. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. So it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, there's got to be a limit to the amount of people you put into one universe because. Surprisingly, the stories work okay. You think they do? Because. I'm not the only one, man. The series is like t- over 20 issues deep. Okay, that means nothing. Uh, it means it's popular enough that it keeps going. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, Red Sonja lives over Dynamite right now, so series wise and connection wise they're not they're not even they're not the same company at all. I doubt we'll see Jason Momoa come in again, although, you know, at this point he's a lot more famous now than he used to be. Something else kinda of marvelly. Um well comp marvelly. So non stop Spider Man's gonna be heading for a delay again. There's been no like clarification why, but it's being pushed back a full month, so if you just read issue two and you're like, oh, I'm super jacked for number three, you're going to have an extra month to wait, because now instead of May release, it's not going to come out until July, and then the subsequent subsequential issues are going to come out months, a month apart also, so as far as series, they're just basically moving the whole thing backwards, and that's not even the first time, because originally it was delayed because of COVID, so how it's as far behind as it is is kind of weird. I mean, the book's been good. I mean, first two issues were cool. Art was good. But yeah, it's got a uh, impending delay at this point. 
Um, Zack Snyder says he would love to direct a Star Wars movie, but he's not sure if he would survive the endeavor. Like, it would physically kill him? I don't know that, or somebody else would kill him, because it would just be, like, a bunch of just, like, really beautiful, dancey lightsaber scenes. It'd be, like, <laughs> synchronized swimming in the Olympics. It'd be, like, it looks really cool, but I don't understand what's going on. So you mean that someone would kill him because of the story? That's the perfect thing. I don't know how I just figured it out. Zack Snyder is the synchronized swimming of movies. Like, it looks really neat. They're doing something in a pool, and they're dancing around all beautiful, but what... To what purpose? What's going? What's really going on? <laughs> Hopefully, gold medal. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Wow, it's not. It, I, I Remind me you. to tell T Brown that tomorrow night. I will see how, see how he reacts. It'll, it'll go badly, I'm sure. It's gonna go great. <laughs> it, like as a thing, man. I mean, Justice League has a lot of cool pieces in it. I mean, we. I mean, we talked about it on this show actually a few episodes ago. But the dude. He needs somebody else driving the boat as far as the story elements because, like, the visuals are great. And the story pieces are okay. He just needs an extra, someone else, someone else extra in there to help, I don't know, line that stuff out to where it keeps its own flow. Because Sucker Bunch is like five great movies that aren't even really a movie. So, because it's beautiful. Yeah, but it makes no sense. No, that's what I was saying. I mean, since. I think Dawn of the Day, Day of, no, Dawn of the Dead, the Mall with Ving Rhames, that's one of the last ones I think that made full sense as a movie. And that was like his first one. I mean, I guess Man is Still, I don't know, Man is Still, still make, it makes sense. He doesn't write the script for sure, but. Right. So Marvel Studios still reportedly wants to bring in Emily Blunt alongside John Krasinski for Fantastic Four. There's also big rumors of Zac Efron being Johnny uh, Storm. I can see that. Age-wise and style-wise, for sure. Which is weird if they did that. That'd be like three really huge actors in in one Marvel movie, which is crazy, because they're all like three huge superstars, kind of, which I'd be surprised that they would do that. Well, I wouldn't... I mean, when you think back to the, even the Fox Fantastic Four... I mean, Chickless is a pretty big name at the time. Not as big as any of those three. Yeah, yes, that's a good point. He was like TV big, but he wasn't movie big. That's true. Zach Efron's huge. Like, he really is. You know, right. Emily Blunt's... I mean, like, she's... Really, really big, and Krasinski's, like, pretty big. I know, it makes, I think it makes sense. Who do you round it out the cast then with? I mean, if you no, got... I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad about it. I just, just I'd be surprised, but, like, you gotta have... I mean, your Johnny Storm's gotta be when when they go to do a Fantastic Four film, unless you get guys like her kind of unknowns, right. kind of like they did with Spider Man. You know, like you really. What do you, I mean? You gotta have. I don't know. It's gonna be one of those things. Like, well, that it, winds up being the case as far as casting is concerned. I'd almost say that makes more sense because all of them are on the same par. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily balance them in the same. Wheelhouse, but comparatively, if you put some, if you put a whole bunch of unknowns together, that works okay. If you put one superstar and then four unknowns, well, it, then it's going to show. If they use a group of people that are, I think Krasinski will be fine. Sure, I, I think. I mean, I think he'll be a fantastic. Oh, he looks the part, Mister Fantastic. Yeah, dude. I think he's great. He wants to do it too. There's a bunch of like stuff in the world about him wanting to do it. What you know? So that's awesome. Which is awesome, but I mean. 
Efron as Johnny Storm, I mean, I see it. But For it, sure. Well, just look at any of his comedy movies, man. Any of his movies, actually. Like, Baywatch, any of those. Like... So, so I got it then. Who do you cast for the, for the thing? I got it. Really? Okay. Seth Rogen. <laughs> if you're gonna give him a, oh man, you know, comedy duo. As much as I hate that, <laughs> that's actually not horrible. Right. Man, and he kind of yeah, he was a voice in Invincible also. And if you're gonna put him in a mostly CGI once he's changed. Man, that actually would be really pretty okay. <laughs> that's that's horrible, but it would actually be really pretty okay. <laughs> and he's also pretty famous, so like balance wise. Here's the the only problem with that. Huh. Here's the only problem with putting like four superstars in in a Marvel film is they're gonna have to be on board if they're gonna make it a part of the next phase. It's, oh, they're gonna sure. have to be on board for multiple, multiple films, movies. and it's just like, are those guys gonna be willing to do? I mean, I know, I know that like Robert Downey Jr. Like he did other films intermittently, but he was pretty much just doing Iron Man. Like he did some other stuff. I mean, he sure. did like Sherlock Holmes and right. We had a couple other franchises he, he did, but as far as the thing, I mean, that's a good point. As far as casting a bunch of popular people or well-known people, trying to loop them into multiple movies is a harder state. I mean, whether they just want to work to work, or they really love the characters, or you know what it is. Like, I, I mean, I can honestly tell you, like, if Hemsworth was like, I love Thor, I can't wait to be Thor. But I know that, like, Robert Downey Jr. is like, I want to be Iron Man. Like, sure. that's my thing. Like, so it's just kind of, I don't know, man. I do like that that rounding of a cast, actually. And the more I think about, it, the more I'm okay with the idea of Seth Rogen being the thing, just because of his his size in general. If he trimmed down his crazy hair and his beard, make him a military man for a second, that could go really cool. I do, yeah, that's a... I'd almost say, you know, I, I, I love Michael Chiklis, mostly from The Shield and The Commish. Not necessarily his thing, but I could see it working the same way, sort of. Man, yeah, it's a, that's an interesting character. I like that idea. It, it, it is god-awful, but I like that idea. I mean, I guess we'll see. There's no actual date for that. I mean, we do get a logo, sort of, because the logo actually re- refers to Phase 4 of the Marvel movies, but it's also a 4 the same way the Fantastic Four would be, so I think that's the actual ending of Phase 4 is the Fantastic Four. Well, Kevin Feige did make some comment the other day about, like, they're really close to getting all of their heroes finally tied up to where they could do whatever they want. So, like, they got... they. Working on some deal. I don't know who they left. Who they have left to Man, wrap that's... up still? That's a Marvel Comics character, but it's they don't have the f- film rights for. Other than Spider Man, I mean, the distribution rights still lie with Namor over Universal, and for the Hulk. So I guess he could be referring to Namor. He's pretty synonymous with the Fantastic Four, so that's a possibility. Because whatever distribution wise, if there's a Namor movie, Universal has the rights to it. But I don't think Namor would ever be like a a standalone movie without supporting cast from the four, you know what I mean? Like by himself, I don't I don't necessarily know if he'd hold the whole movie. I can see him being a bad guy from the Fantastic Four or even an anti hero, how he is in the comics, but without some other fuel for that, I don't exactly see how he could be his own his own movie by himself, you know what I mean? 
Right. So, him and the Hulk are the only two I know other than the Spider-Man franchise, which is still Sony. So, Venom and everything accoutrement connected to Spider-Man, Morbius, and that whole shebang of things. But, piece-wise, I mean, since they have their deal with Sony, most of that stuff seems to be playable. Depending on how... Yeah, I have no idea how that contract is written, but as a thing... The Spider-Man franchise and then the two pieces over at Universal, the only ones I'm aware of. Everything else was either Fox or had left Fox and returned because of time. And now they bought Fox. I can't imagine there's anything else that's sitting out there that's its own thing. Right. I, I just, it's, he did, it was kind of a cryptic comment. I don't know what that means. I mean, sure. I, re- I really don't have any idea what I meant. I just, I read it and I was like, huh, I wonder who's talking about. Like, but they, right. they you know, they did like a, loophole with Hulk. But yeah, that's why we got Ragnarok instead of Planet Hulk. And which is fine, because Ragnarok was fine. But like as a thing, yeah, I don't know. That's a I think the same thing would be with Namor. If you put him in the Fantastic Four movie, it's not a Namor movie, so Well at this point there's been multiple they're gonna have to do what they did with Spider Man, I think. I think we've had this conversation before. Since we're getting into the film stuff, like because that was kind of my last bit of news. Um but with the Fantastic Four, like, you can't do another... I don't... I, I think it's going to be pointless to do another, like, reboot. Like, origin story? Origin story. Like, you're going to have to just, like, kind of just go for it. Maybe. I mean, they could do it shoehorn-wise without, like, having a full reboot. Like, I don't think we need to go back to them being kids again. I'll give you the first, like, 15 minutes of the Josh Trank movie are awesome. Then it turns into something totally different and becomes a different movie and is not... I mean, I disagree. Yeah. I thought that was. I, the think that, I thought the it? whole thing was garbage. But oh man, we're in school. I thought that part was great. Uh, yeah, well, I, whatever. I thought the whole thing was just like. I mean, it's a hot mess after that for sure. Yeah, like a hot mess on a sunny afternoon on a right. sidewalk. It was disgusting. But I, I mean, I think at this point it's kind of like Spider-Man. Like they could have done another reboot and started Spider-Man from scratch and kind of this thing. But they're like, oh, by the way, Spider-Man's here. I think at this point, so many people know who the Fantastic Four are. And there's been multiple Fantastic Four films in the past that's just like, you kind of just got to roll with it. Maybe. I think if they iron it into the idea of how the... I think and we, maybe we did talk about it here. I know we've talked about this before, you and me, but I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the, on the show. If they went the direction of using the blip to have put them in space, if the reference from the uh, WandaVision about missing astronauts is actually referring to the Fantastic Four. I, that's what I thought. I mean, it, it or, seems otherwise it's a weird line. Or it's Challengers of the Unknown, but one way... Yeah, God, yeah. No, Challengers isn't... DC. Challengers DC. Yeah, that's the DC, DC Fantastic Four. But it's the same idea. Right. Because that's what they were. They were DC's version of Fantastic Four, just without the powers. Back when science books were okay. But yeah, like, as a thing, if it's not them, it seems like a weird line to have. Now, granted, it is inserted in the middle of a bunch of stuff, but it's one of those that's like a hidden reveal kind of thing. So, if they use it that way, and they connect him to S.W.O.R.D., and they connect him to the astronauts that are missing, and make it part of the blip and all that, you get an origin story that, well, it's not exactly the origin story. It's close enough. And with the modern movies, it makes a lot more sense. Especially with the way they did the undoing of the five years. So, like, if they use that as their catalyst, you almost shortcut part of that. Mm-hmm. Just move to the point that they're already a group. Like, we don't need to get the right. comeuppance of, oh, I don't know if I like you so much, date my sister. Just fast forward past that part. 
you know, go from the actual change rather than half hour setup and then change and then shoehorn 20 more minutes of movie like the other movies did. So it would be the same idea, just shortcutted. I just, I, that's, I feel like that that's what you're going to do. It's going to be just a waste of a film if you do a whole complete another reboot. Right. Yeah, there's too many pieces in play that you could use and bridge from. I mean, they have the, possibly the Baxter building at the end of Spider-Man 2. We have the mention of the missing astronauts in WandaVision. So, like, there's already pieces in play that you could bridge from. And were they designed to be that? Who knows? I mean, whatever. But if you don't take that opportunity to move forward with it, I mean, I, like I said, I think the four at the end of that video is really meant for phase four. But if it's not aligned the same way, then somebody in marketing messed up. Because it would only make sense if you used it, you know what I mean? Whether that means a reveal or it means something else, cameo-wise, who knows. But yeah, as far as things, I guess we move into the movie list, right? Dun-dun-dun. Movie list. Movie list. Si, senor. So the first thing we got release-wise is Black Widow. Um, its new schedule is July 9th. So as far as release is concerned, it's got another official date. And uh, everything else bridges from there, so it's the first one on the list. And as far as video in the world, it's got the most stuff out there you can see. So before, before we go any further... Yeah. I, this is the article I wanted to talk about. I was, I was trying to find it, and I was as we were talking, I forgot about it, but... Um, it's the all the different teases in WandaVision about the Fantastic Four, and there's like multiples. So sure. Just, have you seen this? Um, I have not read it, but there's so, a lot of ones I saw. The number one is it. Marvel Studios making a Fantastic Four film, which by putting the four, like, are they te- are they teasing Phase Four, which everybody knows Phase Four has been happening, but also the four is the Fantastic Four logo. That's what I was just saying. Right. Yeah. So there is that. That's number one. But um, the sword logo is basically the Fantastic Four logo. Yeah, I guess. That's a kind of broad line, but okay. Is what they're saying. I mean, it, I mean. Sure, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Geraldine is wearing a Fantastic Four uniform, basically. I mean, kind of. Yeah. <sighs> That's a good point. Okay. I never I, really thought you know, of the I'm, 70s I'm just reading it. Like, I'm not saying I agree or yeah, disagree. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Sword's colors are blue and white. Yeah, they've been. So, that. Sword could have been like. Who sent them into space? Well, that makes sense for the yeah. That's what, I was, what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, sword is training astronauts. Right, we know that. Yep. Um, they're building something big. We know that. Right. Um, Darcy finds cosmic microwave background radiation. Yep. Cosmic rays. Um, Monica knows an aerospace engineer. Yeah, which we kind of thought that was going to have more of a punch to it. That's why I didn't like WandaVision, because they're supposed to, they tease this huge reveal and they right. didn't do anything with it. Um, Wanda, WandaVision wasn't afraid of Fox by bringing in, like, the other Pietro, even though it didn't end up being him, but it was him. Oh. So it's kind of like a, we don't care about, we own yeah, Fox yeah. now, so we do whatever we want. Right. Uh, and that's the only ones I have, so. Well, that Fantastic Four thing. I mean, okay, when you hold the pictures next to each other, so we're talking about the 70s outfit having a similar trend to the classic Fantastic Four blue and white uniforms, and it kind of does, so okay, I mean, I'll give you that one, I guess, but she was never really part of the four in the first place. Like, in the comics, she never really connects to them. She exists around them, but Spectrum was never part of the... 
she was never an official four member by any means. But okay. yeah, as far as like design's concerned, I, I can see what they're seeing, and that that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. That's yeah, huh? I'll give you. I think this sword logo is a little bit of a stretch, but the rest of it, I can I can see what they're saying. Well, that particular character will come back around here in a second. So uh, here, so here's all the rumors too. Oh yeah, Krasinski and Ewan McGregor both rumored rumored as Reed Richards a bunch of times. I've seen Krasinski way more. Um, for Invisible Woman, um, Sue Storm, I've seen Emily Blunt and Alice Eve. Okay. Both, which I can see both of them. Sure. I like Alice Eve better, honestly. Um, Andrew Garfield has been rumored a bunch to play Johnny Storm. Hmm. Um, Nathan Fillion to play has been rumored to play the thing. I can see that too. He's done a lot of voice work and he would also fit really good. I like Nathan Fillion, obviously, like. Yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves is the Silver Surfer. <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. It does actually too. Norman Reedus as well as the Silver Surfer, which I don't see that one as much. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, Keanu is just vocabulary, like the way he delivers dialogue makes yeah. a lot more sense. Terry Crews is Ben Graham. Which would also be fantastic, actually. John Cena is Ben Graham. Uh, I picked Terry Crews over the two. Yeah, Zach Efron is Johnny Storm, like I told you. Liam Han- Liam Hensworth is Johnny Storm. Should be hilarious oh. to have both Hemsworths in the yeah Stanley Brothers next to each other. Dwayne right. Johnson, but that's not going to happen. No, um, yeah. But uh, Cranston is a supervillain. Mm. Liam Neeson is the voice of Galactus. <laughs> okay. Mark Strong is the voice of Galactus. Yeah, I like Neeson better than Strong. For that. Um. Kevin Feige has actually supposedly met with Ian McGregor, Millie Bobby Brown, Keanu Reeves, Himish Patel, Colin Farrell, Jessica Chastain, and your Henry Cavill for future MCU roles. That's that's like actual like talk. Interesting. Well, depending how far you want to go with the four, I mean they do have Valerie. So if you're looking, if they're talking four, but that's like a broad spectrum of just could be anything. Um. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Those are all names that are cool and could fit into part of what was was being designed, I guess. Interesting. Man, yeah, Keanu Reeves Silver Surfer would be pretty cool. I think he'd kill Silver Surfer. Yeah, pretty cool. Just like his like somber, like monotone talk, almost like his just. Tra- he looks like he's just had massive tragedy in his life, which he hasn't. But you know what I mean, like. I don't know. He kind of has. My wife dying. Best friend dying. Is it he more than every normal person? I'm going to say no. no. His wife died. Oh, yeah. Not the current one, the one before this one. The current one is still alive. I don't think he's married. He just has a girlfriend. No. The lady before the current lady, that's the one that died. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. He channeled it in her... Uh... In her sadness? Yeah. I mean, Lauren Rad's whole planet. I would love to see some Silver Surf in the MCU. Sure. Really would. Um, and then uh, one of the James Gunn said that 2021 is going is going to be really difficult to get Guardians three out by 2021. I think is that what 2021 is what it is. Um, currently, Guardians is listed for uh, 2023. 23. He said it's going to be really hard pressed to get it done by 2023. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, he's also said that he, after he does Guardians three, he might just go straight to TV stuff with like. DC stuff is what he's made it sound like. 
that may just be because he's really high on working with John Cena, which, I mean, that could, I could see that being cool. Well, they do have that Green Lantern show coming out on they HBO do. Max. Is it HBO Max or is HBO Max. Yeah, Max, like, mm-hmm. which they did cast the Guy Gardner character. Yeah, I heard that. Interesting. They're saying he's one of the, uh, gonna be one of the mains, but because it's a group, who knows, like, cop drama-wise, there's like eight of them? Cool. I'll have to wait and see. I was hoping for other people to be Guy Gardner. He's, I've always been a Kyle Reiner fan, but like, the, the Guy Gardner just is like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I love Guy Gardner. Oh, he's awesome. He has to be a certain kind of person to play that character. So right. We'll see. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that'll be the, that'll be the part that's interesting. I think I can deliver the bravado that he needs to be a, you know, to be a Guy Gardner because he lands a particular way. Like, I mean, they all sort of do, but yeah, guys is a, He's a special kind of shine. But yeah, so as far as the movie list or whatever, Black Widow, we already mentioned, it's supposed to be the first one on the, on the uh, docket for, for release. Uh, following that, Shang-Chi, September 3rd. And Shang-Chi just has trailer drop, actually. And that, I mean, it looks awesome. So, as a thing, Shang-Chi, like the way he fits in the world, comic-wise, he's basically just Marvel's Bruce Lee. Yeah, and when he first appeared, like Bruce was on the on one of the highest tracks in, in his career. Right. So, like, as a thing, that's kind of what he was for a short answer to what Shang Chi's deal is. Comics versus movies, very different. We'll, Maybe, s- we'll see what they do with them. I I I, I don't want to downplay it. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, there, I'm sure that there was people that are like Guardians Galaxy. What's that? Like, we'll have to just wait and see. Like, maybe it'll be really great. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm also surprised they're doing the Eternals, to be honest with you. Like, why they went that direction. Not sure. But sure. That's another one that's kind of a, yeah. It's kind of weird, but that is actually the next one on our list, too. And had one of the biggest chunks in the uh, Marvel preview, actually. Because we right. see Angelina, we see, um, oh gosh, Kim, J- Kim uh, Stuber. What's that dude's name? Kamal. Uh, Kamal Ninjabi, I think is what it is. So we see him in, in there. Um, yeah, it, as far as a thing, like Eternals is, it's a weird choice just because it, even in the books, like when you said to Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic book people are like, oh, cool, that sounds neat, because they know who the Guardians are or have a version of the Guardians in their head. When you say Eternals, even the comic book people, there, most of us are like, hang on, what? Because it's weird. And like casting-wise, I mean, we have, a, we have a whole list of people for that one. I mean, Kit Harrington. Playing the Black Knight, which, I mean, makes perfect sense considering Game of Thrones. He basically already was the Black Knight. So, that's cool, I think. I do like that dude. Uh, Angelina Jolie is Thena. Uh, Jimmy Chen is Saria. And we have Selma Hayek as Ajak, or Ajak. I don't know how you say it. Uh, Richard Madden is Icarus, which Icarus is the only character... Of the Eternals that like has FaceTime in almost every version of the comics, so he's like the main dude in the books. I mean, we'll see how the movie does it, but, but yeah, there's a whole handful of people, and like uh, I know we mentioned in the last episode in the news section, I think that Chloe Zhao just won a batch of awards over at the um, at the Oscars for her No Man Land. So like. As a thing, like, they've got a good director in, in hand, and it's a director that pushes for, like, real-life c- scenarios and real-life, like, backgrounds. So, like, that's really cool. And the trailer, I mean, the couple pieces we see, they look interesting. 
I couldn't tell you what's happening, but they look interesting. <laughs> I mean, the Angelina Jolie shot with the sword, it looks so cool. But like, well, I'm sure it's going to be a good film. I just don't, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know that much about. No, yeah, you're not the only one. It's like all of us. Right. I mean, I, I know a little bit about them, but. Sure. We actually just mentioned this the other day on the Men Who Look Bad in Spandex podcast that I do with uh, Imagine 93.1's uh, Max. So Jack Kirby, who of course is the guy that created the Eternals, also the New Gods, prior to doing either one of those things, was uh, hired to do costume designs for Caesar as like a space opera. If you go to the uh, Jack Kirby Museum website... There's a whole bunch of the character designs and costumes, even a few of the costumes got built. And there's like, there's like photos of them. And a lot of that stuff is very what the Eternals and New God looked like in the comic books. So it's like he did that stuff for that play and then turned around and repurposed it for the comic books, which is pretty cool just because of how old school it is. And the idea they were going to try to make like a space version of it as, an, as a theatrical stage play. But yeah, I don't know. Something else to check out with that. But yeah, when it comes to Eternals, I mean, I don't, I don't. There's not a whole lot of information there that I that I know about them actually. So, I guess we'll see. But they're saying that's November fifth, so close to Christmas time. Like this year. This year, yeah. So they're saying that the uh, this year release wise, we're gonna have four movies. They're all 2021. So first being Black Widow, which. Has now been done for, I don't know, over two years, probably. Was it originally supposed to come out last year? It was originally supposed to come out in May, yep. Of last year? Of last year. Yeah, 2020. So it was originally supposed to be May, and then it got pushed back to summerish, and then eventually it was supposed to be October, and then now we're July this year. So provided this stuff holds, and now with all the online streaming and the stuff for uh, like Disney Plus and everything, I don't imagine that that we'll see much shift again, unless the world completely breaks one more time. Which it could, I guess. But yeah, so July this year, then Shang-Chi in September, Eternals in November, followed by Spider-Man, No Way Home, in December. So Spider-Man for Christmas, but as far as releases, I mean, that's for this year, and it's the later half of the year for it, so that's kind of awesome. As far as material, and we got Loki coming out in, like, what, two weeks? So that's yeah, and I saw that it's going to be released on Wednesdays too, or something like that. It's good, oh, really? not, not the normal Fridays, huh? Okay, I guess. Well, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know why. And, and that just reminded me that I don't know why it's reminding me of that, but like I guess Cobra Kai, like season four, is already wrapped. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Like, which needs to happen soon. Oh yeah, no, yeah. As far as the thing, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai. I mean, we've been telling you on this show for, like, years now. And I watched The Boys, finally. Like, all of it. I still haven't finished season two, but I've seen a lot of it. I'm really liking it. Like, surprisingly, like, I didn't think I was going to like it. And I went into it like, eh, whatever, we'll see. And I was like, huh. I've really enjoyed it. Like, I start to finish, I thought, what's his name, is amazing, which I love him, like, uh. Oh, Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah. Carl Urban is just... He's awesome. So great in this. Oh, yeah. That dude's fantastic in pretty much everything. But, yeah, he kills it. Because he's terrifying in in some scenes. and other scenes, he's like, like, wants to be your buddy. But, yeah, he's uh, he's awesome. 
he just and the Utamita is like his parents in it finally. His oh yeah, parents. I haven't seen that far. So and like also, I mean, wow. Don't know where they're going with it because it's different in the comics. A little bit, yeah. Well, quite a bit. I I like googled it like mm-hmm. to see. I was like, what happens with this? Just in case they never make a season three because I wasn't sure. I just was like re- doing some reading. It's way different. Yeah, like, the way I understand. I only read some of the comics, like maybe the first team, first thirteen or fifteen issues before I punched out of the comics back when they were coming out like so, seven years ago. So in the comics, Black Noir, like the Batman looking like ninja yeah. guy, is like a clone of Homelander, and he's the one that like. The one that ended actually raped Carl Urban's wife and got her pregnant or whatever, or did that? Like, it wasn't Homelander? Well, that's and crazy. he's the one that kills Homelander. So that still could all happen. I don't think so. Yeah? Yeah. Being that I haven't seen the end of season two, I guess I don't know how that goes. I'm not sure that they're going that direction. It's way different. Crazy. Which is really cool. There's some cool things that happen, man. Like, I was just like, okay. Like, it was neat. Like, the whole, it goes. Anyway. Very surprised. Like, I know there's just so much content out there. There's, like, so much stuff to watch. And, like, you're always like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And I'm like, I'm not going to start watching that. <laughs> it's like Swamp Thing. Although you still should because it's fantastic. If they don't finish it, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, they're, it's not going to. I'm not going to watch it. You still, It's still good. No. <sighs> Try and it's like right now, like, if somebody asked me, have you read Game of Thrones? All the books. I said, I'm going to be like, yeah. They're like, should I read it? I'm just like, no. And they're going to be like, why? It's like, because that impolite word is never going to finish that series, and he's just going to leave you hanging. You might as well just watch the really crappy ending of the TV show and be let down that way instead. It'll take you less time. <laughs> uh, I don't like unfinished works. Like, don't, like, it's like Joe Matarera. He's probably one of the most gifted, like, comic book artists ever. Yeah, it's fantastic. And the fact that he didn't finish... Battle Chasers. Battle Chasers makes me so angry. Well, there's rumors that that might be finished. There's no rumors. It's like finished. Like, yeah. I will see what happens with it being released. Well, supposedly it's already finished and like he has another artist doing it. And, right. Like, Which is also aggravating considering. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Was it 10? Is it episode, issue yeah, 10? issue 10. It's supposed to be like a f- oversized issue with no ads in it or something. And it was like the, the, the people who get it first are... Uh, like backers on Kickstarter, the Kickstarter for the, his yeah. game, and then like everybody else, it'll go like it'll be on Diamond or whatever after that. Like for well, sale, probably but, through Image because that's who put out the original books. Yeah, but like like it'll be up for order, you know. Yeah. So at some point, yeah, and it'll be in the regular world too. Still aggravating because it's only one issue. Well, there's talks of it being an ongoing thing with new with the new artist. Supposedly, no. I don't know. I guess we'll. I see. don't know why they never did that to begin with because most. Most creator creator own projects like switch writer like writers and artists periodically like sure not everybody's at Eric Larson and does every didn't he do every issue and every, like for forever for Savage Dragon yeah he still is yes but he's always written and drawn all of it right um yes but not every and Stan Sakai uh, him and Stan would be probably the only two long runners like that yeah other than that I can't think of any way that's like. Just creator own, like written and drawn everything and done every issue and on a I consistent mean, basis. For every issue, that's true. But I mean, Kirkman has a close runner up with both Invincible and Walking Dead. I mean, Walking Dead did have two artists, so that's true. But okay, but that's three. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like, no, that's true. It, it's such a it's, it's a yeah. small amount. Like it's a, you're a rare breed if you can do that. Like that's you've true. done it. You've put out a book. Like it's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, and imagine having to like 
do it month after month. Do it, do 150 of them? Yeah, no, I have to be, that's a, blows my mind. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's impressive to be able to do it. I get it. But like, Joe Mad, like, okay, relinqu- uh, yeah. relinquish, relinquish duties and let, let the story continue because they're cool characters. Right. Oh yeah, they're definitely awesome. Yeah, that's. Do it. like, do like, uh, Tom McFarlane's done and just kind of over, oversee things, you know? Sure. Like, like, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like, maybe you just, maybe you really did plan to come back to it and then just fell off the wagon. I don't know. This is so into the video game thing. Well, I mean, and from what I understand, that's what he wanted to do originally anyway. And in the comic books just happened to be a thing he also did. So, I guess there's that, but man, with the amount of fan following you had, bro, come on now. The difference is, is Joe Matt is young. Okay. Mm, still, yeah. So there's still a chance. Yeah, there is. You know what I mean? Like, George R. R. Martin is an old, unhealthy <laughs> man. It's a very different thing. In my mind, he drives a rascal scooter, not because he needs it, but because he's just that lazy. Like, he's that guy that runs into you at the grocery store to get his pack of Oreos because he can't ask politely enough for you to move. That's how much I dislike George R. R. Martin. Well, the whole time he's wearing a captain hat, because he does. Like a boat captain hat. It's not really a captain hat. It's just, it's just like a sail. I don't. What yeah. is that hat? It's not a captain hat. It's not a captain hat. If you say so. It's, it's like a what is? It? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He, I don't like him, and I want to say <laughs> some. I want to like spout expletives into the heavens about him. I want to curse his name to the seven layers of hell. But I. But whatever. He's just. He's not a good person. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, okay. Okay, I guess it did take 30 years for for Stephen King to finish the Gunslinger series. You know, it really did. But he also wrote, like, he didn't promise anybody it would be done at any certain time. And it he wrote a million books in between all those things. Sure. You know, like, but George R. R. Martin, I think he's just lazy. Well, not to totally defend the dude, but as a thing, at this point, anything he writes... He's going to match some fan fiction in the world of his his series. So he can't write anything original now because there's so many fan versions of things and fan theories of things that no matter what he does, he's going to land on somebody's fan theory. No, because the last book that came out mm-hmm. is like, there's there's different characters that never existed in the show. Yeah. But there's I mean, there's so many different la- layers that they like don't go to in the show that like... He set it up that way on purpose. So it's still like he could still do something really cool. It's fine. It could be way different. It's fine to do that. Well, he decided to write some prequels instead, so, you know. Oh, and by the way, they started doing principal photography for the prequel TV the show. prequel show. Yeah. Which I think, actually, I will enjoy that more. Okay. Because it's really neat. Like, I'm actually pretty stoked. I'm more stoked on that than I was the original show. Cool. We're all over the place tonight. I mean, yeah, it's more of a, it, it's more of a little free fall than anything else. Um, so movie wise, after the Far From Home or No Way Home, No Way Home, that's what it is. Nothing. Sp- Spider Man No Way Home. That's the uh, title for the December release. So after that guy, the next thing is Doctor Strange: The uh, Madness, Multiverse of Madness, and that guy's set for March twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two. So we got that guy in March. Then we're supposed to have Thor Love and Thunder in May. So the Jane Foster female Thor lead movie. Uh, May 6, 2022. There's still talk of Battery Bill showing up in that movie, which if that happens, that's awesome. 
so I guess we'll see. There's a cast of Christian Bell playing one of the villains, but I can't remember the name now, so I think that's cool. Christian Bell? Kristen Bell? Christian Bell. Christian? Christian Bale? Yeah. What did I say? Christian Bell? Is that the same thing? Bale. Bale. Batman? Yeah. That's the guy. Christian Bale. Bale. Sound like you were saying, like, Christian, but then, like, Bell. Like Kristen, oh, like the like, girl? Yeah, like Kristen, Kristen Bell. Kristen, that's totally different. Well, I know, but you sounded like you were saying a mix between two names, like Kristen Bell. Oh, maybe. It did slur out of there, so maybe. So Christian Bale. That's the guy. Batman is supposed to be playing one of the villains in the Thor Love and Thunder. Which one, again, I don't remember. So that's all I got for that. But that guy's supposed to be out in May. Then after that, we have Wakanda Forever, which is the Black Panther sequel. And it is scheduled for July 8th, 2022 as well. There's a lot of rumors of that, but I don't know why. Like, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with recasting him. Yeah. Like, as a I thing, don't, man, I, I just don't. I, as far as a thing, I don't think we're going to move forward with a new lead as the male Black Panther. Just the way things are flavored in the world right now. And the concept of, like, what the book sort of did. I think we're going to see a female Black Panther. I mean, it makes a lot of sense with him being gone for the five years if the sister wasn't, because we never really see her fade away. So if the sister didn't go away, naturally, family-wise, it would have fallen to her as a next in line to, to take over as a Black Panther. Now, the other tribes could have challenged or whatever, and we had the same kind of scenario that we had in the first movie. But as a thing, that happened in the comic books, so I think that's the natural progression, is just go and make a female lead and get the second movie done. But whatever they do, I mean... I'm sure it'll be okay, but concept-wise, I mean, I think that's the most natural progression, because he's been gone for five years, and all those five years, someone else had to take over, and it would have fallen to her, so I think that makes the most sense. Now, could we see Killmonger? Sure. I like Michael B. Jordan just fine, but as far as the thing, I I don't think that's going to be what happens. But it's got his title, finally, so it's not just Black Panther 2, it's Wakanda Forever. Um, then the following that movie, we're going to have The Marvels, which is the second Captain Marvel movie, and it is scheduled for November 11th. Is, the, is that the ca- second Captain Marvel film? It though? is. Yep, it is. So The Marvels, the logo itself has both Carol's emblem in it and Kamala Khan's S. It's the fan, or it's the film name for the movie, too. So it's going to be... A grouping of not just... Because we already knew that, that we were going to have uh, from WandaVision. Oh, why can't I remember? Monica, Monica was going to be in Captain Marvel 2. Well, they've also released set pictures from the Miss Marvel TV show, which has Kamala Khan, who's the other Miss Marvel. Apparently, she is also now in the casting for Marvels, which is the movie name for Captain Marvel 2. So it's going to include all three of them in it. How that makes any sense or how it fits, don't know yet. I imagine Kamala Khan's show stuff will probably set part of that up. But yeah, rather than being Captain Marvel 2, it is now Marvels. Oh yeah, it's definitely a thing. That's why the S on the end has that crazy, like, fiery S. It comes from the one logo. And we have the Captain Marvel logo in the middle of it for Carol. Hmm. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Like I thought that was going to be a separate movie. No. I didn't even realize that. That's what that's what it is. But that one's aiming for uh, winter next year. Um, so, like I said, November. 
Uh, following that, we jump all the way to 2023, which, okay. So it means 2022, we get four movies again. Doctor Strange, Love and Thunder, Wakanda, and then Marvels. So it's like four of the next two years. Mm-hmm. Then when we get 2023, the first one on the docket is Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania, which I feel like we've known about that one a lot longer than a couple of these other ones. So that that's kind of weird, but... They're saying it's supposed to be February uh, 17th, 2023. So it's still early in the year, I guess. But it's the first one listed afterwards. Following that is Guardians of the Galaxy, like we were talking about earlier, which is supposed to be released in May uh, 2023. And like like you were saying, James Gunn was talking about how it's going to be hard-pressed to get there. Which, I mean, there's a lot of... Well, a lot of digital effects, and he's so well, busy with everything else. Well, I don't think he's even... St- Really started on anything? No, they they haven't at all. The way I understand it, and he said he he's like I'm not starting on anything until Suicide Squad's done, right? Which I mean that guy, at least the last thing I read made it sound like they were done filming, but I'm sure they are. I mean it's I think it's really close. Sure, because we've already gotten a final trailer for it. I thought I don't think a final trailer. There's still there's there's the pre the preview thing they did during the fandom last year. No, the tra- the one the red band uh, the is the red band the final trailer. I thought so. I mean, I guess I don't really know if it is or not. Usually, there's two of them. They did that big teaser thing, which wasn't really a trailer at all, but it had a lot of cool pictures in it. Yeah, I thought they did two different trailers. Usually, they do. Yeah, no, I thought they already did. Oh, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like I've only seen the two, but that doesn't mean there's not one out there I haven't seen. Anyway, I mean, regardless of that, like I'm sure he's. Oh, yeah, well, we haven't bothered with the press for it, and, and as far as release is concerned, that's all part of the, running the picture, so... Well, that's what you get for trying to cancel a guy for something he did 20 years ago, and then being psych. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, pretty, pretty, uh... I don't know, willy-nilly of DC, but, or not DC, of Disney, but, like, as a thing, I mean, yeah, that's what you get. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, you know, I... Briefly, I understand cancel culture to an extent. Like, if you do something really, really terrible, or say something really, really terrible, you deserve to be like, hey, it's not okay, and it'd be taken care of. But going back in time to something that happened 20 years ago, and somebody said something 20 years ago, I think going back and pulling things out of of thin air just, just because all that is is just bullying and trolling. And it's and it's it's counterproductive to anything going on. Oh, yeah. It's actually counter it's counterproductive to cancel culture because it's just like what you're doing is you're you're making like you're you're putting like basically James Gunn who said some like things when he was younger on an early early version of his Twitter account just to be shock value. You're putting him in the same category almost as Harvey Weinstein. And who is actually doing horribly heinous things. And it's just like, you're downplaying the whole situation by doing that. Right. What makes what Harvey did not nearly as bad. And exactly. And makes everything look and so gray, which doesn't make any sense. Which instead of being like, this is horrible, and it's just like, this is something you did when you were young and being an idiot. Right. Like, there is there is a difference. Oh, yeah. 100%. And so it's just like, and it's basically people don't, there's no repercussions anymore for people getting behind a keyboard and saying things and pointing things out. Right. I mean, like, oh, you're a dummy. Oh, you did this and you're a terrible person, so don't do this. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we could go on that for days, but I'm just, I, I, 
you know that, and that's that's just kind of what like Marvel gets for canceling a really great director. Sure, sorry, and then like like oh, we changed our minds. Because <laughs> I, I saw rumor today, like actual like pretty solid rumor that uh, Gina Carano might be back. Good that it wasn't that that they're like oh maybe we it may be the same thing where they like they pull the card just to be like let's make everybody happy and then afterwards they're like hey come on back yeah I don't know. Yeah, you, I mean we'll have to wait and see. Sure, I I think it'd be just fine if we give our own show. It's not. It's it's silly to be as as flat about things as they are, but I mean they are a giant company and trying to keep everybody happy. You can't. So there's a bit of a crass comparison, but she just I, I think she just was a little like maybe used a different example. Oh no, agreed. As far as things are concerned, it's not. You know, but is it a, is it a end your career, end your life thing? No, it's like uh, you might want to you know try try not being so rash with what you put out there. It's not, yeah, it, it's different. But it's, it, as far as a thing, I'm not saying that she was right the way she did it, but she wasn't wrong. Just shouldn't have done it the way she did it. Right, and, and you know, in this in this day and age, like I, I listen to. I listen to like a bit million different podcasts and different things. And like, I listen to like well, my favorite, my favorite podcast is the Sofa King podcast. And those guys, they say some pretty terrible things that are hilarious to me, you know? And I'm sure in any other, I mean, one of the guys is black. And so whatever, like, but you know, they don't like, they don't say racist things, but like they, they say some pretty terrible jokes about like whatever. But and I laugh every single time. Does that make me a bad person? Maybe. Whatever. But but I also <laughs> listen to, like, the um, Fake Doctors Real Friends. It's the Scrubs Rewatch one. And those guys are, like, so the opposite. Like, they're, like, they, they, like, they chose not to do an episode when, when the Capitol got, like, raided. Right. And they're like, we're not going to do an episode today because the horrible things that happened over the Capitol. They were, like, all, like, deep and stuff. And I was just like, come on, man. Like. Those idiot rednecks at the Capitol, like, that got taken care of, and it is, it's a bummer that that happened, but it got taken care of, but that doesn't mean that your comedy podcast needs to stop, and you guys need, need to recognize every little thing that happens, like, in mass, like, you know, Crazy. Just, it's, you know, they're just, they're over the top the other way. Right. And it's just like, they're, they're so sensitive to everything. Sure. And they're like, if you don't take the vaccine, you're a terrible person. And like, that's basically what they're saying, like, they say in that, and that bums me out, because I love Scrubs, and I love... Their podcast when they're just joking and making jokes and talking about the, the episodes, like it's a really great podcast. Yeah, stick but, to your job. But it's yeah. just like I mean, and like usually I'm not the one like, you know, remember like when the Dixie Chicks were like, "We're ashamed that the president of the United States came from Texas," and they're like, "You're canceled." <laughs> like that was like one of the first cancel like canceling like the, the country music scene canceled the Dixie Chicks, and they're like, "Just shut up and sing." You remember that whole thing? It's just like <laughs> I'm like, why does who care? The, why are you yelling at that? Like, and I'm like, ah, just shut up and make a funny podcast, please. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to hear your politics, man. Right. So yeah, that's the biggest part. Like, you can have your voice, just uh, entertain me, monkey, entertain me. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's because yeah. I mean, I can quit listening, and they're like, fine, <laughs> quit listening. And I was like, okay. But you know, Phazon, like Donald Phazon, like Chirk, he's yeah. going to be the doctor, professor, what's your like. What's the guy the from Powerpuff Girls, the professor, the doctor? Oh, Professor Utonium. He's that guy. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So there's a new there's a the new Powerpuff Girls uh, live action movie, and the yep. guy that's doing it is the guy that's done all the WB like DC stuff and Constantine and Oh really? Yeah, it's oh, like the cool. same creator. I don't know his name, but he's done a lot of stuff. But nice. I do like that dude. He's awesome. Turk, he's great. Well, as far as like the Marvel movie stuff, like the last one we have list wise is Guardians three. So like that's what, as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. Uh, then the four logo of course appears, but there's no. Real answer to if it's a moniker for the four or if it's phase four's exit. So, like, being that it's four, if you don't use that as a thing, it seems like a waste. Considering how close you are and how easily, well, not easy, how you could at this point move forward with that idea. You've already peppered pieces in, like we talked about earlier, the stuff in Spider Man, the stuff in. Uh, WandaVision, there's already stepping stones to get to the Fantastic Four. So if that end, like, four that they show isn't like a Easter egg idea, then it seems like a waste. Well, I mean, you got to consider that they, I mean, they talked about, they talked about the hammer, Thor's hammer, like, like things going on in the desert or whatever. Are you, are you talking about the like the leads between the movies? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they talked about things before they even showed things. Right. Same way, and like, like well, there's a couple. There's a couple of that, or they other videos out there in the world too. There's like that are on the Blu-rays. I they used to be on YouTube. Now I don't know if they're still there or not. But for they had a couple Agent Coulson videos that when they were released, they released on the Blu-ray versions of the movies. And it was him doing his little thing. Yeah, and like there's one of them that's. I think it's called What Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer. Did we ask Tyler for that? I don't think we have yet, but we, we should. should. Yeah. And, like, that particular little short is Phil Coulson driving to the desert to see the hammer, and he stops at a gas station and gets into, like, a robbery. It's awesome. Right. But, like, they did a couple shorts like that that are things that exist outside, and there's, like, the uh, the Mandarin short also, which is partially what people are leaning towards with the Shang-Chi thing. So, as far as, like, shorts in the world, they did a whole batch of other things that are, like, if you didn't get the Blu-ray or find it on YouTube, which, again, I don't know if they're still on YouTube, because with Disney Plus and everything, I don't know if they still would be there. Right. I think go look and try. I mean, like, tiling-wise, the the Thor one is something happened on the ways of Thor's hammer. That's what it's called. The other ones, I don't remember what they're called. I know what you're talking about. Like, I remember, I remember seeing those stuff. It's been a long time. But, like... Yeah, and it just, it, like, speaking of Coulson, it brought me, well, there's two things, two segues, because we're going to talk about Coulson here in a minute, which I thought was kind of cool. Tiny bit, yep. But I want to know why they wasted the Inhumans on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Well, I don't think they initially thought it was going to be a waste. When they originally introduced them on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the show still ran synonymous with the movies. And up until the last, I think, three seasons, it did. I mean, we had... Appearances of Sif, whenever we drop the Hydra running shield, it's all in that show. And they all revealed along right. with the movies. So but whenever just, they did... But, but when they showed the Inhumans, you never saw any of the big boys. That's because they gave them their own TV show. And their own TV show was supposed to be a movie before that. And then, for whatever reason, that didn't happen as a film. and Instead, it became a TV series. But as a TV series, it was very poorly received... I, from what I understand, for multiple reasons, um, I have never actually seen the Inhumans. I've seen trailers from Comic Con, I've seen little video clips, and then I've been told by people that have watched it 
that they hated. Um, I didn't hate the trailer, but the trailer wasn't much of anything. And as far as the show, they used Black Bolt Medusa. And one of the biggest complaints is apparently somewhere in the first two episodes, they chop off all Medusa's hair, which seems like a questionable thing because that's her ability. But it's a high-budget thing for CGI, so they cut it out of there altogether. And people said they weren't impressed with Lockjaw either, and I don't... Like I said, I never saw those pieces, so... Right. But as forgot, a thing... I forgot about that. I, don't, I never thought either. It's understandable. No. I forgot that that was going to be a thing, but like that was back when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was like the top of the Marvel TV show thing, and now we've gotten productions as TV shows, basically, like WandaVision. Oh, sure, yeah, as far as things since then. Winter Soldier, Falcon. And I think that's what they intended for Inhumans, because, like, the first episode, they originally released it movie theater style, but the way they released it is also questionable, because they took the first two episodes, tailored them into a movie, and then only released it in IMAX theaters. So, like, unless you had an IMAX where you lived, you didn't even have an option to watch it. Right, right. And from what I've heard from people about the CGI not being the best, why would you ever aim at a IMAX theater release of something that had questionable effects? Especially you could have just said, oh, no, we'll just do it as a theater thing, yeah, and release it, like, I don't know, half the country or something. But that's not what they did. So they went really big, and... No one was impressed, so we had, don't talk about the Inhumans now at all. And they dropped them from the Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. show really quickly. But at the time, in the comic books, they were trying to push out the X-Men, because they hadn't owned, bought Fox yet. Well, they were trying to do something besides the X-Men. Well, the, Fox was still... At the time, Fox still owned the X-Men. Because, I mean, they were trying to do something... Marvel, MCU was trying to do something besides X-Men, because they couldn't... Because they couldn't use them. Yeah. yeah, which is why in the comic books... We went from having like eight X-Men titles released to having three, and we had zero in human books, and all of a sudden we had th- between four and five. And they weren't bad books or anything, but the Inhumans are never as cool as Business-wise, it's smart. It makes sense in a, in a power move kind of way, but the Inhumans were never as popular as the, as the X-Men, and most fans just rebelled. Like, this isn't my X-Men, I don't care. So, I mean, the books weren't bad. I mean, Black Bolt had his own book. We had... Inhuman, which was really cool, it had some Joe Madureira art actually, and then Ryan Stegman, who's also freaking great. And they had a book called um, The Inhumans, or no, The All New Inhumans, All New Inhumans is what it was called. Um, and we gave uh, Who's Black Bolt's Right Hand Man, the dude who's uh, the karate guy. Uh, shoot. He's the only one that sort of looks human still. I think it's a K name. I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, he got his own book as well. His main power is to be able to escape anything. Or figure out how to escape anything. Shoot. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. As far as like a series of books, we went from having like literally no Inhuman books to having a whole handful of them. And then the X-Men books dwindled from... But it was, it was, a, it was a power move on Marvel's side. I don't know what they thought it was going to do to the, the movies, because the movies still came out, so whatever. It just... Yeah, just they did the same thing with Fantastic Four. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. I, mean, I remember going back. I mean, all the way to like when Jay Lee did the Inhuman book. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. No, and it's not that the other books were bad. They just didn't meet the reception that they were hoping for. And like when they did, like I said, they did the same thing with Fantastic Four. Like whenever 
Fox put out that last movie, the Josh Trank movie, before they did it, they said, well, do you guys want to buy it back? And the reason we'll put it out. And they're like, no, we'll just cancel the comic books. And they did for like five years. We had no Fantastic Four books. Johnny Storm and the, the Thing were still around, but everybody else was off in the galaxy doing things we never saw him do, saw him in anything. So Reed and Sue and the kids all took off to the cosmos as the end of part of another story. Anyway, yeah, it was definitely a thing for a minute. Yeah, I forgot about that. Crazy nonsense. I still think Black Bolt is like a usable character in the MCU. He's still a rad character. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can still bridge from the TV show stuff or just forget it about everything happening. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess you look at it this way, like they still use the Ed Norton Hulk movie as like MCU, like technically. Yes. So like you could do. No, it's not, it's not undoable. And like the way agents of shield at the end, didn't connect anymore. And we don't mention it in anything else. You could easily do the same thing. But you did have Robbie Reyes, a ghostwriter. That's true. He was awesome. There's, there's still plenty of pieces that were cool about that. Even part of the LMD storyline was cool. They just went a different direction that didn't line up anymore. Uh, why exactly they were allowed to do that or whatever. I'm surprised we never got Phil Coulson back in any way in the movies. But as far as a the thing, they just ran its own course. And for whatever reason, they elected to make its own bag of nuts instead of something that connected anymore. I don't necessarily think it got bad. I mean... Any show that runs too long will have wavering seasons. It's just how it is. I think the only part that's really bad is like the first five episodes, and that's because they were making it dull till Hydra happened, and then it got awesome. Yeah, anyway. Totally different thing. So last but not least, we're going to go through... Uh, so it's called Heroes Reborn? Correct. This is issue one for Heroes Reborn from 2021. Not the original Heroes Reborn? No. Yeah, yeah. Totally different thing. So is this a new big, like, cross-title? Um, It's a big event. Like, it has its own regular book. There will be tie-in books. So, like, there'll be a whole handful of different tie-ins. Like, Baron Zemo has one where he's building his own team to go after, I assume, the squadron. Um, and it has a handful of bad guys, good guys. So kind of thunderbolt but not really Thunderbolts. So there's the Magneto has his own like X Men book where it seems to be that he is the replacement for Mis- for uh, Professor X. So like there are other series happening. Peter Parker has a one shot because he's not really Spider Man, so he's the Fantastic Shutterbug, whatever that's going to mean. So there's a whole handful of like mostly one shot tie ins that don't affect our regular continuity of books. They're their own like. They're their own things happening separate from the rest of the universe. So, do I think you need all of them? No, but if you like the particular character, then I would say it'd be right to follow the ones of characters you like. I don't like Blade. Never oh, really man. have. He's the main... Well, he's kind of the main character. Well, I know. So that's what I'm getting to. Like, We'll go through the book in a sec, but like, I'm going to preface it. Like, I don't really like Blade, but I... But I Is it because he cheated on his taxes and fled the government? But I love the story... And I love Ed McGinnis. Sure. And, you know, I you're right. I don't necessarily like Wesley Snipes either. <laughs> They're the same guy, man. I know. <laughs> Except that, like, here's my other question before we move on. Huh. And this is what I was going to tie it into. Why isn't the Blade stuff listed on, the, on that? 
I'm going to say because we're too far away for it to happen. They already got the guy. They've already done mock-ups of him in the costume and stuff. Like that's Oh, I know. Marshall Ali taking over the role as Blade is a pretty cool idea. And whenever the announcements of all the Academy Awards in front of Green Book and uh, as far as other things he'd done at the time, he was definitely on the high point of a, of of his name in circulation. I like him a lot. No, he's great. And I loved I loved Green Book. Oh yeah, no, it's a fantastic movie. If you if you haven't seen it, nothing to do with comic books, but it's fantastic. Like I, it's it's a and it's one of those films that's like it's is an Oscar nominated film, but it's a, like Vigo is in it, Vigo Morrison. Vigo Morrison. And, yep. But it's so rewatchable. It's so like heartwarming and great, but also like has some dark stuff. It's like, but it's fantastic. Oh like, yeah, and. Um. Oh my gosh! Like I think he'll do a good job. Like I don't dislike Wesley Snipes. Like as Blade, sure. I mean, I'm surprised. Maybe he's just getting older. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they want to go a different route. I'm not sure because he is kind of. Wasn't him. there some some issues with him? I don't remember. He's done a lot of stuff lately, but like when it, on the last Blade movie. Yeah, I heard there he was. I just heard a lot far. of drama. And like, just 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 like Jared Leto. I'm the Joker. You have to call me the Joker. It, but he was Blade, and that's how he was referred to, and you wouldn't talk to him as anybody but Blade. So I'm sure Ryan Reynolds loved that. I I have to imagine it was probably sort of hilarious to him, but at the same time, like, aggravating, considering, I mean, who Ryan is and how he likes to poke the bee's nest. I can only imagine how well that really went. But, like, as a thing, it, he was pretty over the top with it. And so, and now since then, he's had a lot of stuff happen in his life. I mean, incarceration. He did a couple comedy movies. Um, since then, like he was, he's in a. Oh gosh, they call me Do- they call me Dolomite. Oh yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, and he, and he's he was good. In the, he was in the new uh, Coming to America. Oh yeah, he's yeah yeah both like straight up comedy movies. So like the dude, and he's done a few other things too. I mean, he was in Expendables three. So it's not like he hasn't been doing things. But as far as the thing, I think. At this stage of his life, he probably doesn't have the same stuff going on as far as uh, headspace is concerned. So I imagine it'd be different. Because there was talk about him possibly taking the role of Dracula. And I, I think that's fan theory ideas, because we don't even know if they're going to use a Dracula. He's almost 60, though. Well, you put a little color in his hair and make him Dracula. Always. No, no. But, like, making him be... Oh, play Blade? I mean, that would be rough. Considering in the last movie, it was it looked looked like it was physically hard for him, because you're talking about like a f- amount of activity that is over the top. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, if you think about him in a uh, in uh, coming to America, I mean, he's falling doing dance numbers, man. It's not the same as doing That's martial true. arts stuff. That's a good point. Wire working, crazy vampire jumps and backflips. That's a good point. Two and a half years in jail. Yeah, I didn't know it was two and a half years. Yeah. All for taxes. Right. Well, and then however long he was on the run, because he left the country. So, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't quite the same as living incarcerated, but, I mean, if you're used to the comforts of America, then kind of incarceration, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's a stretch, I guess, you know. Sorry. I just think uh, how Eddie Murphy really, like, said, come on over, man, let's do this movie. Right. Well, him and, and Sylvester Stallone, because he did The Expendables before both those. He's that was like one of his first things back. He's in Expendables 3. Just the third one? Yep, just the third one. He was still in jail during the second one. I thought the fourth one was getting ready to get made too. That's what the people were saying, but I haven't seen anything new about it since it was like a blurb and a batch of like clickbait stuff. Right. 
it, there's no reason for him not to. The only thing I think like they really failed in those movies with is with Harrison Ford, because they have a perfect opportunity for a one-liner for him, and they waste it. In the third movie, he's flying the helicopter, and he comes up over the hill, and he sees all the tanks. And how somebody on the set didn't say, he should really say, had to be tanks. I hate tanks. Just like Indiana Jones, except snakes for tanks. How they didn't get that, I have no idea. It seems like a no-brainer line. I don't get it. I don't, Are you I'm, serious? I'm not seeing it. In Indiana Jones... I know what you're talking about. When he about. falls into the snake pit. I know what you're like, talking about. It had to be snakes. But I don't get the tanks thing. Because tanks and snakes are the same kind of word. No, they're not. And there's a lot of tanks when he comes up over the hill with the chopper. A lot of tanks. It would make sense to be there, I'm telling you. Maybe you have to watch that scene again. Maybe that's why you don't get it, is because most people wouldn't get it. Oh, come on, man. Sorry, the only I'm not reason he's in the movies Sorry, he's I'm an out. action guy. I washed my hands of this one. Seriously? I washed my hands. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you don't get that. I can't wait till the end of this episode. <laughs> why? Oh, I get you. You don't get me. Whatever. I got something. Oh, do you? I got a good one. Okay, I guess we'll see. Um. Anyway, so moving the books... Tanks, man. can't believe you don't see that. Just because the A, but snake and tank aren't the same word. It's, it's the scenario of the situation. Huh. I'm just saying you have to watch that piece of the video again to understand that. I else. know what you're talking about, man. I can't understand how you don't see it. Everybody else seems to. Who's everybody else? You don't know I mean, that many other people. That's not true. We'll ask the other the Tylers tomorrow and see if they get it. I'm your life, CBS. That's not true. I'm 90% of your life. That's not true. I'm maybe like 75%. <laughs> that's not that much fun. <laughs> uh, that's why I said it. It's funny. <laughs> Comedy show, guys. Come on. Uh. All right. So, Heroes Reborn. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. This is uh, written by Jason Aaron and uh, arted again by Ed McGinnis, uh, which I mean, like, art-wise, fantastic. Um, do you want to start off with the book and... You want to start, or let me start? You can go ahead, man. So when we first open up, um, we join Robbie Reyes, who is uh, riding on a bike, and we have this crazy voiceover going on about how he doesn't understand how he woke up where he woke up, and and nobody seems to know where the Avengers are. I tried to call for a teleport to get out of this dump that I was in, and I couldn't get anybody there. I I woke up in, was it London? Yeah. He's like... Covered in dried blood. Yep. Not knowing what the heck was going on. In a, in a hobble I've never seen before. But looked like I've lived in for months. And he was trying to get a teleport from the Avengers uh, Mountain. But Avengers Mountain doesn't exist. And he checked and it definitely doesn't exist. And so like he's trying to figure out how the world is the what it is. And how it was where he was. And uh, at one point he's like, how am I the slowest kid on a bike? And uh, as he's riding down the street, we see a man step out of the shadows wearing a trench coat and a hood, who like addresses him and starts talking to him, and then like asks him about, tells him he's looking for the Ghost Rider, and it like freaks Robbie out, which is kind of weird, I think, to be honest. I kind of expected more of him to be like, "Hey, this is finally somebody that sees things are weird." Well, he lives in the ghetto, so it doesn't freak him out because he's used to dealing with people like this every day, probably. Maybe that's how I took it. Sure. But, like, he tells him, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Ghost Rider. And he's like, well, we're looking for the Avengers. And uh, Robbie, like, brushes him off. He's like, yeah, you're crazy, man. Um, whatever you're smoking, you know, must you must need to get to a treatment program. 
And, uh, like, Robbie rides off, turns into Blade's voiceover, and he starts talking about how he's been looking for somebody to prove that he's not crazy. And that's all he's been looking for. To find, to find, to find somebody that can prove that he hasn't lost his mind. Because he's, he's a vampire hunter, and he spelled, no, he has smelled no vampires since he woke up, and he also does not know how he got where he was, or what he was doing when he, when he, when he, when he first got there. But this world seems to have no vampires, which is a very strange thing for him. And like, it gives us a time frame, because it tells him, it, in Blade's voiceover, it tells us it's, it's been two weeks, and he can't find anybody that even knows what the Avengers were, or if they ever existed. And he's, as he's talking to himself, he says that uh, it's like the whole planet has undergone, has gone under the knife and been carved up and recreated and meat slapped on the bones, but not in the right places. And like, as he's talking, we, we, we're getting his voice over. We see behind him this like election truck roll by and on the truck it says reelect Coulson. It, it's just in the background. It, it comes into play later. From there, we jump to Washington, D.C., and it tells us a couple of days later. So a lot of, there's a lot of time patches in the book as, as things go on. Uh, but where we join uh, Washington is just outside the White House. And we have a whole bunch of like agents on the lawn. And a fellow walking up to the White House with a giant green cape, who is super pissed and yelling at the, basically yelling at the White House. When we see the front side, we see that it's Dr. Doom. And Dr. Doom, as he's giving his speech about he's going to take over America and he's he's going to be the rightful ruler of the world or of America, he transforms and we see this we see a giant like a pink pink or red sort of diamond shaped thing, which we quickly find out is the Gemisiderac. And uh, as he holds it, he adds it to his chest and he transforms into Doctor Juggernaut. Pretty rad. I mean, it looks awesome. It's it's a cool like mashup, even though it's not really a mashup. And like, kind of a mashup. I mean, kind of. I mean, he talks about how he went and he collected the gem. So in this world, we've never had a proper juggernaut. And him finding the jewel is the first person since the jewel was used, I guess, in the past to have it really. And like, as all this is going on, we have a, a voiceover playing from Blade. And Blade says that some of the parts of this world are better. And he still talks, and he talks about how the world is not all roses. There's still places where people are, are starving while other people feast. So there's still lots of, uh, lots of problems in the world, but this world, I mean, there's no vampires, and that's kind of awesome. At least he thinks it is. And like, certain other things seem to be very different and almost better, but he still knows that they're wrong. And like, uh, as the uh, fight on the front lawns begins, we have our uh, new main good guy, or team leader good guy, show up to stop Dr. Doom, and it's Hyperion. And he uh, shows up, and he's like, Victor, you never learn, do you? And the two of them basically lunge into a fist fight. And if you don't know Hyperion at all, well, he's basically Superman. Basically. Just... You know, blonde haired and marble. And uh Doctor Doom of course latches into how it's it's Hyperion's fault that he has lost his people and his his country turned against him 
And Hyperion explains during their fight that all we did was force them to allow, like, elections to happen. We drove dictation out. They, and, you, and you came and did last. Yeah. They, all the people voted and they didn't want you. We didn't turn anybody against you or overthrow you. We made democracy a thing. And, like, a, as they fight, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool batch of shots. I mean, Edmund Guinness draws just awesome bruiser guys. And, I mean, that's what we're getting, so it's awesome. At one point, uh, Doom grabs a hold of uh, Hyperion's neck and he's choking him. And, uh... He's still, like, Hyperion's still talking to him. And we see Hyperion flex his neck, and it shatters Doom's hand. Like, cracks it all up. And then he starts using his, I guess, heat vision on him. It's yellow, but... You know, do they call it something different for him? I guess I don't know that. His nuclear vision? That would be the right answer. From there, we cut to a scene of what is the top of uh, the White House. And there's a whole bunch of black, like, swirling stuff around the outside of it. And we join Nighthawk, who is... It's the Capitol building. Oh, the Capitol building. That makes more sense, actually. Oh, and the shape is... Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyhow, we join... Because he has the Senate held captive. Right. And uh, we we join Nighthawk, who Nighthawk is basically the Squadron Supreme's Batman. And uh, he's in the process of trying to get into into the building to help save Congress... And he tells uh, Hyperion, because they're talking over, headset, over headsets to each other, or earcoms, I guess is what it is. And he tells him, yeah, you know how I know the place is taken over? Usually it's not covered in, not black and trying to kill me. Um, once we are inside uh, the Senate, we see that there is a, a really crazy looking, basically Venom scroll, or Venom... Gosh, Venom Hydra, which they call him the Black Skull. So, best I can tell, it must be the Red Skull mixed with Venom. Right, that's what I took it as. Right, because we have a whole bunch of Hydra agents, but their coloring is black and red instead of green. And we have a Venom with a very Hydra-esque skull spider logo. Those heads are really red skully. It is, oh yeah, it definitely looks like a skull. So, like, as a thing, that's got to be what it is. And it turns out that he's currently holding all of the Congress hostage. And uh, so now Nighthawk's job is to try to save them. In whatever order he can. Uh, from there, we jump to uh, Dr. Spectrum, who's heading up to space because he sees something coming. And he informs the other two that he's investigating what's in space. And, like, while all this is going on, we're still getting Blade's, like, reflection of the world. And he's in talking dialogue about, as he's, like, talking about how things have changed and right. how, where is everybody and, like, he's as he's investigating things. Well, yeah, and he says, like, he went to the the 1774 uh, Bleecker Street and there's no Doctor Strange. There's, like, a head shop. And he found Jennifer Walters, but she just runs a successful She's just a lawyer. She's not lawyer green. firm. Yeah, there's nothing green about her. And Carol Danvers is just a pilot. She's not captain. Because she hasn't been able to make Captain because she's too much of a hard nose. Because they talk about her in this scene. Yep. And so, like, there's a reflection of all these characters that used to be our heroes in the other world and where they're at now. So there's not like they're all gone. They're around. They're just not what we're used to them being as themselves. Uh, but, yeah, as uh, Dr. Spectrum flies out into space, he's basically a, on a Green Lantern, I guess. 
he uh, he's informing the others that, you know, what he sees coming, that he's heading out to try to meet it, and he tells Carol Danvers, who's flying alongside him, you stay back, Carol. And she's like, oh, they get all the fun, because she wants to get into battle or whatever. And then we get a shot for a second of Tony Stark, and there's nothing Iron Man about him at all. So in Blade's investigations, he says, and Tony Stark, who just appears, has never took any shrapnel to the heart. He's still just a warmonger, basically. Like a arms dealer. But yeah, they talk about his, the when they're talking about that meeting, like, it's because of that. And then like Mr. Stark, uh, meeting the Joint Chiefs has just been rescheduled. Perhaps he'd like to wait inside. And he's like, is there a happy hour inside? Uh, as Blade's like creeping in the shadows, he's like, goes through, he's like the spirit of vengeance, the star brand, deemed too dangerous and banished into the negative zone. The nation of Wakanda doesn't appear on any maps and was dismissed as a myth years ago. The power of the Iron Fist never left the the mountains of Tibet. Whoever did all this was certainly thorough. But near as I can tell, all I really had to do was change just one important thing that affected all the rest. And it's him staring at a statue of Captain America and it says, in loving memory. Right. He doesn't say anything about it. That's all it says. Yeah, he doesn't say what what it is he needs to change, but he alludes to that. He actually mentions Banner, too, because he talks about Banner being banished. Yeah, he's in the negative zone as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, next scene, you have um, the next Squadron Supreme character, who is um, Blur, and he's fighting the Silver Witch, who is a mix between Scarlet Witch, and then when her brother died, she absorbed his powers, because if there was no Avengers, they weren't rescued by them to not be evil, so he dies, and she absorbs his powers. So she's a speedster, but also the Scarlet Witch, which would make her even more crazy powerful. Oh, yeah. Which the fact that, like, if that was the real case, this crazy powerful she is, oh, yeah. th- the fact that she's not leading that group, it blows my mind. Just because she's a bad guy. Like, she, she never turned good. And best we can tell, for all intents and purposes, the Squadron Supreme seems to all be good guys. Best we can tell. I mean, in the regular comics... They're based off characters that originally started as bad as a mock of the Justice League, but they're not really bad. Like when they changed the squadron, they became good, but like, well, the Alan, the Alan Moore book in the eighties, they were right. good, but like, just questionable, like the way they would handle things. But yeah, like originally they were Squadron Sinister. Is that what we were looking at? Yeah, yeah Squadron Sinister. Sinister, yeah, and that's like the original incarnation of these characters had a to- had a different name. And they were just the evil Justice League. That way the Avengers could beat the evil Justice League. And as far as the thing, when they were changed to the Squadron Supreme, they stopped them from being bad guys, but they weren't really entirely good guys either. So, it's, I mean, it's a mixed bag of like what they are, but in this world, they appear to be basically the Justice League, basically. Hmm. So you have Power Princess... Um, fighting a mix of what would be Odin, the Destroyer, and Gog, which is like a space villain. Yeah, like a space kind of lizard monster guy. Mostly fights Sp- Spider-Man, I guess. But yeah, he's Gog is weird. He's because he kind of looks like a dragon, but he's not that that big. Yeah, yeah, just a random. Has a tail and like sort of a stone, stone-looking aperture about him. But yeah, this is like an amalgam of them. But as, I mean, as you have Blade talking, like, his, his dialogue, he basically says, this is the last All-Father, and it's, in other words, the gods are dead. 
And you see um, Spectrum in space now, and he's was waiting for whatever's coming towards Earth, and he's um, he's hit by a gigantic fist, and he's like, oh, he's like, no, it can't be. I saw you die, and your stones turned to dust, and and whoever's coming at him is like, there's a gold fist and a purple fist and a blue one and a green one, and they're like all like attacking Spectrum, and it's like, death, you speak to me of death, maybe. That is something you fear, but I, or, but not I. And then you get, which is the most random thing to me, but awesome at the same time, and no combination, but you get Thanos. Right. And he's like, for I embrace death with all my infinity rings. Right. Which I thought was weird that they said rings instead of stones. Now it's because he's wearing them on his fingers like rings. So if it's a mix of anything, kind of the Mandarin, I guess, but not, because they're not ten, there's only the five. But yeah, so instead of having an Infinity Gauntlet, he has Infinity Rings. But other than that, he looks like Thanos. <laughs> and they put, like, the the basically the Green Lantern character, who, as we look at the trading cards. Right. And their powers on the back. Spectrum's not that powerful. Dr. Spectrum's not powerful, like, comparatively to Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet? Well, like, strength level, but he, just like Green Lantern, he, he kind of uses all his power with his, uh, with his, with the different color spectrums, so, like, I think his power actually fluctuates, and, like, physical strength, sure, he's a dude. But, yeah, but, like, with, with his powers, though. Right. Which, yeah, like, energy projection is a, is one of his biggest things, and it's even bigger than, like, his strength. So he's able to shoot crazy beams regardless of his strength of his own physical prowess or whatever. Because, like, number-wise, if you, if you want to... But what's his, what's his projection? Uh, so, okay, so... for those Seven who, is the highest. For those you playing at home, they... If you bought your copy of this book early enough, most stores were provided a batch of promotional cards to give away with the book. Now, granted, you did have to be... In the early groups of them, because they didn't provide a lot of them, and, like, not every issue has a pack of cards to go with it, which is sort of aggravating. But in the pack of cards, we have ten trading cards, and on the back, they're done, like, the old school, I want to say, 99 series of of, uh, stats. So, as Dr. Spectrum, his energy projection level is six. But his uh, intelligence is four. His strength is two. And his uh, durability is also a six. So when it comes to energy projection, he's only one step from the highest. But as far as physical strength, I mean, you're correct. He's just a dude, sort of. Because when you think about strength, if we go look at Hyperion, who's basically Superman, his uh, his strength is six, his durability is seven, but his energy project energy projection is only a four. So Doctor Spectrum, I mean, just like Green Lantern, the strength really isn't in the dude; it's in the way they're able to use their projections. But yeah, as a thing, you think Thanos with the, all five rings or all five gems would be way more powerful than Dr. Spectrum. Just class-wise. Of course, Thanos does not have a card, so it's hard to, you know, hard to say with that. So, yeah, anyway, I thought that was odd. They just, like, it's, it's just pure on Thanos. They didn't like, try to come... Well, not all these... Uh, even Doctor Doom is not really Juggernaut. It's Doctor Doom with the Gym of Sidorax, which yeah, transforms him. Yeah, but he's still like Doctor Doom mixed with like Juggernaut, kind of. I mean, kind of. 
being that he has the gem. There's no Kane Marco in there, though. The no, only ones no, really, no, but he's like, he's got the juggernaut, like... Oh, the look, for sure. Powers. Oh, yeah. Even the look, like, the way his armor transforms, it looks like the juggernaut. Right. But, I I mean, anyway. I just... But this Thanos does have, like, vampire teeth, and... <laughs> it does look like vampire teeth. I don't know if they're really supposed to be that or not. But, yeah, it, it does appear to have sharp canines. So, the next scene we get... um it says days earlier, and as as Blade speaks of um, looking for gods, he's like, I wish I had a god of my own, and it says days earlier in Norway, and it's Blade in his, you know, his traveling, like, coat and hoodie and cloak or whatever it is, and he walks upon what is a... looks to be Thor, and he's drunk, and he's drinking out of a really sweet, like, Viking horn. And he's drunk. Wearing a t-shirt. And he's just like... Very metal. And he's like, oh, you know, yeah, you never found your hammer. You came to Earth because your dad sent you here to, like, learn some of this and da 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 And he's like, you never learned it. He's like, I get it. And like, and he's like, I don't know what this Avenger, the person you speak of. And and he's like, and I don't, you know, I know nothing of hammers. And he's like, my father is dead. And my only friend here is uh this... Basically, he's like, this is this drink? And as he gets angrier, yelling at Blade for asking him all these questions, you hear thunder and lightning outside. And he's like, you hear that? That thunder? Like, that's because of you. And he gets madder, and he's like, leave me the hell alone. And I thought it was cool that they spell hell, H-E-L, like, like, the, like the Norse version. Right. Like, the whole way I always thought, I always thought that was really cool. And then, uh, as Thor's, like, losing it on him, he's like, girl! And he's just, then he just throws up on the ground. Right. Because he's so drunk. He's like, he's turning to fight him. And before, because Blade goes to say his name, he goes to call him Thor. And he interrupts him. And then, yeah, he, before he can, he punches him. Because you're the mighty. He's like, I said, leave me the hell alone. Right. By the bones of my father, I shall. <laughs> he just pukes everywhere. And Blade's like, okay, I this is too much for me. I'm out. <laughs> and Blade's like, maybe I should just be like the the god of winos and drink to forget like he is. And then Thor's like, don't come back unless you like some more where that came from. <laughs> right? He's like, guess the only problem is I'm a vampire for my kind to get good and drunk. He's like, um, somebody's got to bleed. Right. So then it goes back to... Nighthawk. Yeah. Dealing with the uh, black, or the red, no, hang on, what they call him? The black skull? Black skull, yeah. And it's like, White House to Nighthawk, President wants to know if it's true the black, the black skull has taken Congress hostage, and he'd also like to know how you're deciding which senders to rescue first. And he's like, close comms. And he's like, I hear you're the smartest man in the world. Well, we had a reveal. And an awesome blaze there. He's like, and if that's true, then tell me something, Mr. Dark and scary Nighthawk. Who am I and why am I here? He's like, stay out of this blade. Go back to London t- to your rats and magpies. Like, so you do know- So you do know me. He's like, I know every two-bit cutthroat in every corner of the globe. And I'm I'm the face they see in the dark when they fear, or when their fear won't let them sleep. Until that night, that it's really me standing over them. Has that night finally come for you, Daywalker? And then Blade's laughing. As they're standing back to back, like surrounded by Hydra agents. And he's like, look here. 
as like Blade slashes one of the Hydra agents like throat. He's like, you people can change things around all you want, but I'm telling you right now, pal, ain't no world where you can lay a hand on me without losing it. And uh, Nighthawk's like, most any other night, I would gladly feed you that sword, but I don't have time whatsoever for what's for whatever nonsense this is. I'm a bit busy saving the world. He's like, yeah, well, turns out, so the hell am I. See, I've been searching the whole damn globe for proof that I ain't insane. I just needed to see it in somebody's eyes. Somebody else who knows the world is all a big damn lie. And now I have. And then, like, overriding comm, cancel, comms cancel. Nighthawk, the president demands that you save Congress in descending order according to fundraising prop. He's like, tell it, or damn it, tell the president. You tell him I'm Nighthawk of the Squadron Supreme of America, and I've been saving the world for a living. For as long as anybody can remember. He's like, Mr. President Nighthawk said, he's like, oh, I can guess what he said. Maybe you should fly over there and help him, Mark. Yes, sir, as soon as I'm done here. Which is talking to... He's talking to Hyperion. Hyperion. He's still fighting Dr. Juggernaut. And winning. Well, yeah. He's like, and then, like, the Secret Service is telling the President, like, uh, President Coulson, we should really get you to the bunker, sir, until this doom situation is clear. And Coulson says, they really are something, aren't they? Our squadron. If anyone ever deserved to have a universe revolve around them, like, look at it, son. I mean, take it all in and tell me the honest truth. Have you ever seen a world more beautiful than this? And it's the squadron supreme fighting. Like a bunch of different cut scenes of them fighting. And uh, then you see um, Nighthawk say, Night Note, enhance all global surveillance, primary target, Blade. And then it's Blade on some, like, glacier somewhere. And he's still talking to himself. So like, it took some searching to get here. Had to break into the Pentagon, steal the last known coordinates from there. Let my vampire nose be my guide. I can smell human blood no matter how faint, no matter how cold. Shows a uh, Thor again. And he's like, to hell with everyone, nothing matters but, but you and me, old friend. More me! And he's still ho- holding his horn. Like his, like, like the carved out horn like that he's drinking out of. Right. He's using like, as, a, as a goblet, basically. And he's like, don't you... And then the bartender said, don't you think you've had... Maybe had... And he's like, I said one more! Mead! And like, as he yells it, like, lightning... Like, it erupts from the, the from goblet. the goblet. Well, it looks like he might hit it on the table, too, actually. Which seems like something he would have done before. Because the way the... So, in the yeah, past so, comic Yeah, it does say slam, I guess you're right, yeah. Yeah. So, prior to... Thor, depending on how much you know about Thor, at one point in time, Thor had a secret identity that was a character named Donald Blake, who was a doctor. Donald Blake was a doctor who wound up hiking the hills at one point, found this walking stick, and took it. And then when he would tap it, it would transform into the hammer and transform him into Thor. So it served as a dual-life purpose. Then eventually they did away with that idea Real recently, we found out Donald Blake's personality didn't actually go away. It was in prison inside Thor, which didn't go so well, um, in a very recent batch of books. But as a thing, prior to the transformation and like Thor taking over the body, the stick is, the walking stick was what transformed between the hammer and itself to provide the idea of a secret identity or a second personality. So this appears at the drinking horn is actually the walking stick, and when he slams it, the lightning erupts from it. 
At least from best I can tell. So the next scene is it's a uh, it's Blade again. He's he's crawling through an ice cave and he says in nineteen forty five the greatest hero in the world disappeared. He was lost and presumed dead, even though he wasn't. There were never there were just never any Avengers to go find him. And the and then the last two um scenes that we see are Thor looking at what was his goblet and it's now now the hammer now the hammer and it says I Blade's still talking he says I suppose there still aren't but there's me and any suckhead or vain popper who ever crossed my path would tell you Blade don't give up easy even if the whole damn world's against him and the two scenes you see are Thor looking at his hammer all crazy but and saying by all the gods like shocked and maybe like he's getting some clarity like oh my gosh and then the next scene is Blade putting his hand on the block of ice and Captain America is still frozen the block of ice. Right. Which, if anybody... And then he says... He's basically saying that loud under his breath, like, Avengers assemble. Because basically what happened is Captain America, early on in the book, when he's looking at the statue of Captain America, like, that's that was the, the pin... Like, the that was the pin... The pin note. drop that caused the world to be different? Yeah, that was like the... That that he's the, he's the one that like changed everything. Like somehow that's part of the anchor, and like at, when they're talking about Tony Stark, they talk about how he never had to remove the shrapnel from his heart either. So like as a thing, things have unraveled something somewhere, and best we can tell from what Blade has ascertained, it has a big piece to do with Captain America, which is kind of awesome. And like when he says like Avengers is a symbol under his breath, I think that's. But, so cool. But if you don't, didn't notice, though, when we go back to the cards that come with it. Oh, yeah. What do the cards say? For which character? Well, go through them. So you got Dr. Spectrum on top. Oh, as far as characters, yeah. This is Dr. Spectrum. But what's it say on the top? Superhero. Okay. Then we have uh, Hyperion, also superhero. Mm-hmm. Nighthawk, also superhero. Mm-hmm. Blur, also superhero. Uh, then we have... Um, gotta get the, I rearranged them, so that's my fault. Uh, Power Princess, also superhero. Then we have Thor, which it says super villain. Then we have Mephisto, so the devil. It also says super villain. Then we have Blade, which is also a super villain. Followed up by ending Captain America, also super villain. So it's interesting because it's like, Something's up. Some, I mean, obviously, Mephisto's involved. I mean... But Mephisto, from the card alignment, puts him on the good side. Or what we know is being the good side. And it's not just Blade... Like, Blade's, like, the main person we're following, but even Robbie Reyes remembers stuff. So it can't just be the He didn't remember anything. Robbie Reyes talks about how he, how he woke up. Oh, is it Blade's voiceover? Yeah. I misread that. You, as you look at it, it looks like it's Robbie Reyes, it but then you realize it's not. Until we find Robbie Reyes talking about being the slowest kid, and uh-huh. he's not anybody. Yeah. I misread that. Because as Blade's going, he's looking for all, and if you didn't know, Robbie Reyes was part of the Avengers yeah. off and on. He's Yeah, well, the most recent incarnation of the Avengers he's part of, um, along with, surprisingly, Blade was there too. He wasn't really part of the team, but he was there during the Phoenix story. Him and actually Hyperion shows up during it too. As a thing. Crazy. 
Yeah, the cards, uh, it looks like who our normal heroes are, are uh, landing on the side of supervillain, according to the cards. So this particular world, they're not on the same side. So, like, as, as far as, like, ratings that we normally do, like, like I said before, we got quite into this, like, I've never been a Blade fan. I'm not a big vampire guy. It's not my jam. Like, my favorite vampire thing is The Lost Boys. Like, that's where, that's kind of where it begins and it ends. Like, that's my, la- that's my vampires. Like, I'm not that guy. Like, obviously, like, Twilight's the dumbest thing in the world to me. Like, I never got into, um, what's the really ridiculous one that was on the TV show that they're also from the South? Um, True Blood, never got into uh, the True Blood stuff. Sure. Like, you know, Interview with the Vampire was like, kind of like, meh, like Anne Rice stuff. Like, some people really love it. Like, I don't really care. I've read a couple of the books. So I was like, whatever. Like, never been a vampire guy. Not my jam. Like, the Underworld stuff, like, you know, T. Brown and, like, the Never Been Done podcast talks about, like, how he's like, oh, Underworld's the greatest vampire thing. You're talking about the interview? The interview with a vampire? Yeah. No, no. He's talking about how Underworld is the greatest vampire stuff. Oh, okay. Well, That's what T. Brown said. Sure. So, I just, I'm not a vampire guy. It's, it, I mean, it's a decent enough story. Like, I, they're okay. You know, like, vampires are neat, I guess. I mean, as far as monsters go, it's just, like, they don't like daylight, and you can kill them with, like, oak stakes and silver. They're pretty easy to kill. They're, like, yeah, if you get, if you run into one at night, you're kind of screwed, but, like, if you just take care of them during the day like you should, then you'd be <laughs> fine, you know? like Right, all about planning ahead. But anyway, like, Blade's kind of like, he's, like, half and half, and he's kind of like, he can go during the day, but he's, like, got the powers of the nighttime, because he was... Whatever. I don't, I don't dislike him. I'm just never been a, I'm a, I'm not like a huge fan. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Blade. Like, I watched the movies. They were pretty good. Like, sure. The old books, like the old, like Marvel, the old Mar- Marvel, like monsters books with like him and what Hellstrom was part of that. And, uh, oh yeah, the, uh, Steering Spirits of Vengeance. Yeah. It was just like all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I was never a big fan of those darker books. Like, just, I was too, uh, too young for it wasn't my jam but the fact that he's like the key character so far i thought was really neat so that's what i was prefacing with is like it was written well enough for me that i was like oh okay that's kind of like you pick with the one guy who's kind of like he's already kind of a bad guy in some people's eyes even though he's not you know but like people like oh he's blade he's back he's a hanger but it's like you that's cool that's neat i like that um Squadron Supreme thing, like, it's a gray area because, like, they've kind of good guys, but kind of, like, what's what's going on? But they're, like, Marvel owns it, but, they're but again, they're using them, again, like, properly. Exact. I mean, like, you and me talked earlier, I mean, Hyperion's been used periodically off and on as, like, just a powerhouse to kind of fill a role in, like, different storylines. Sure. Kind of, but, like, the other ones I haven't really seen. Not as, like, regular things. Like, him and Dr. Spectrum are, like, the only two that really show up. In any normal fashion. Um, but yeah, as a thing, even when he shows up, half the time he's good and half the time he's bad. So, like, he had a mini series maybe two years ago called Hyperion, and it was dealing with him trying to, de- trying to be a, a superhero, an actually superhero. Cause, like, they don't, generally speaking, he's not the type that cares about collateral damage. So he lands on the side of, like, getting the job done for the righteous answer, but, if he kills a bus full of kittens in the middle, he doesn't care. 
as the outcome was what he wanted. Um, so that particular storyline was trying to deal with the idea of him feeling bad about normal people and trying to put more weight on being more, more actually superhero-y. So, like, the rest of them I kind of think are the same bag. And, like, as a thing, I don't feel like we've seen Blur, like, literally at all in anything recent. I mean... Or uh, Power or Power Princess. Princess, yeah, either one of them, and I maybe just because they're too much like their predecessors, and because we already have speedsters. Night, uh, oh Nighthawk, Night yeah, he's one that sh- he shows up every once in a while too, but not any normal fashion. I mean, Hyperion's the one that really shows up, and Doctor Spectrum, and even when Spectrum does show up, he's usually not in his superhero suit. It's usually him walking around with the the gem in the back of his hand, and he's dressed like Grifter, and that's what he looks like. So, as a thing, the others don't really do a whole lot by themselves. I mean, we got a few miniseries of the Squadron Supreme, and they're, yeah, I don't know, five or, five or six issues apiece, not, not something super crazy. But yeah, as far as play, they're very, like, hero-anti-hero, I guess. Because they're not usually just straight-up bad guys, but they're also like, oh, we gotta get Hyperion out of, Hyperion out of jail to come help the Avengers... Smash some crazy bad guy from space because he's in jail. Which basically, but they also kind of have like the Sentry though too. So they, that's another of almost the same character. Yeah, they have, there's a lot of similarities there because Bob is very like Superman as well. But Bob's got multiple personalities, and he's never really been bad. But the multiple personalities also make him crazy. So, but again, you know, yeah, I mean, it's got a very it's got a similar thing going on. But Hyperion's been around a lot longer than the Sentry. Unless you believe the rhetoric, and then in that case, the century's been around forever. We just had to forget him so the void wouldn't which, take over the which world. Which was super rad. It was so amazing. Like, the so, best thing So ever. well done. Yeah, it was great. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, when the century first first appeared in quotation marks, even Wizard was part of it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this uncovered, like, original, like, stories of this character that was written, like, way back in the 1960s or whatever, and... Blah, 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 blah. And they, like, introduced... It, it was such a good, like... Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Brilliant. Great, and great setup. Whole thing was an April Fool's joke. And people loved it so much that he's still around. I mean, he It wasn't really an April Fool's joke. They, it, they, was. They, it, it was. It wasn't. They, really they an April did, Fool's joke. But they did the, they, they did the article in co... co- with, it, with the comic book. With the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But the book was part of the joke. It was all an April Fool's joke. But it wasn't really a joke. It was like a actual proper story. Well, they made the book, but the book itself. So if you remember, Books, when they, it was like seven, yeah, seven issues. It was a miniseries, and they did the way they built the book out. Because the person the interview is about is Joe Quesada. The interview in Wizard Magazine is about Joe Quesada being delivered the remains of this book that were in a lady's attic after her husband passed away. So when they made the miniseries, they took what was the classic art, also in quotation marks and mixed it in with new art to fill in the holes of the story for pages they didn't have. Then when we get to the end of the story, the whole thing going on is that we have this character, the Void, who's coming in the centuries looking for help to defeat the Void, and the Void is going to destroy everything. Well, then it turns out that the Sentry and the Void are the same guy. Just the Sentry, when his personality shifts, becomes the Void and can't stop it. But the only way to stop the Void is if you forget who the Sentry is, because if no one thinks about him, he's not there. So the whole reason that Stan, who was alive at the time, 
didn't remember the century. Nobody that worked in Marvel remembered the century, and none of us as readers. But then, as the, the articles century. went on, as the months, like the months went on, like oh, yeah. Stan's like, I do kind of remember that, but like, well, yeah, as we got towards the end of the story, because even the characters in the book slowly started remembering the century. Because so like, brilliantly he done. He goes to Reed Richards. He goes to uh, like had like had Spider Man had like news publications like talking about it, and like like it was just it was, it was genius. It was so good. As much as I hate Quesada. It was one of the cooler things that he did. Oh, yeah. It was brilliant. Like, as a thing, the Sentry, the whole... That Bob coming on the scene, that whole thing, was done so well and orchestrated. Now, modern day, like today, I don't know if you could do it. Because the way the internet is now and how... When you get your news, you get your news from, like, 8 million, like, little fan sites. So, I don't know if it would work the same again. But the way they did it was amazing. It would have to be, like, really, like... Which it was then anyway, but like, cause the internet was a thing then. It was. But, but like, you'd have to just be, it would have to be so planned out and oh yeah. slowly released in such a thing. I mean, what they did, that was pure genius. That's one of the cooler things that's ever happened in comics to me, honestly. Oh, the century is fantastic. I mean, as a thing, I mean, he doesn't show up in stories a lot anymore. At one point, they did kill him. Um, he's not technically dead anymore, I guess. But like, as a thing, yeah, no, the centuries, which, I mean, if you're a long-time listener of the show, we've talked about the century on the show m- multiple times. But yeah, as a thing, just brilliant. Like, as, as far as a setup and an execution of something, just amazing. Because they, like, full-on had pictures of the art, the guy who was supposed to be the artist and these old pages that look just like Jack Kirby art. Like, it was amazing the way they did it. So, so brilliant. Bad. But yeah, like as a thing, him and him and the century, Hyperion and the century. I mean, they're very similar. As, we're just Superman. We're just, we're just Superman. Superman. We're boss. You know, Hyperion. Well, maybe no. They're both. They're both powered by the sun too. Yeah, yeah. They're both Superman like clones or knockoffs. Knockoffs. That's what you call them. Both blonde hair. Bob's is long. Hyperion's is short. One's red hair. I thought Hyperion no, was red hair. Hyperion's. It, uh, no, it's it's blonde. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could call it orange, depending who's coloring it, but it's, it's blonde. God, I don't know, orange, I guess. That was orange for some reason. We'll go with orange. I was thinking of the figure, but... No, it's, it is it is orange-ish, as far as his hair color is concerned. It, since orange doesn't exist as a real color, in natural hair. But the co- yeah, I don't know, I guess the way the color in here it does look pretty orange. He's a ginger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say... He's a ginger. Orange. But most books, I feel like it's like a dirty blonde. So, either way, as a thing, he's a knockoff Superman regardless. And even in this, he talks about how, if, as long as there's a sun in the sky, because that's like something he says in there right. when he's fighting Doom. Anyway, um, as far as book score-wise, you got a score for that book there, Josh? As an intro to a big crossover thing, that could be really cool. My, one of my favorite artists, like... Make me like a character that I'm not a big fan of. I I give it like a four seven five. I was very impressed. Like I didn't know what was going on. Like I picked it up, sit down and read it, and I was like, "This was cool." Um, yeah, big fan. Curious to see where it goes. Yeah. I, I I like books like this of like forgotten heroes and like what's going on. Like having to refine stuff and like you know tie. I don't big fan. Like I mean, this is this is a story that's kind of been done before. In certain ways of like, oh, like nobody remembers like 
how the world changed around me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, these people were never here, but, like, but they're still here. Like, and, like, we got to remember who you are and, like, whatever. Like, it's all, it's been done, but it's, like, if it's done well, it's a cool thing. So, soaked on it. So. Yeah. I mean, I've all seen, man. Like, as far as story's concerned, yeah, four and a half, because it's, it's really pretty fun, and you don't need to really know anything to read it. I Which mean, is great for a crossover, because yeah. sometimes, like, you have to know, like, 90 characters and what's been going on with them to be like, oh, that's why that person's there, and that's why I do this. This thing's just, like, a cool, hey, this this is a cool story. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you know who the Squadron Supreme is, that's cool, but you don't really need to. You you, you don't even need to. And if, in like, if anything, you'd be like, who's the Squadron Supreme? And you Google it, you're like, oh, okay, and then you go read, go back and read the Alan Moore like book from the like 86 85 86 like sure like okay cool like it, it just there's a lot to it like and it can bring a lot into it it can be like you know i don't know if a lot of people i don't know i'm sure i mean there's a lot of people like people listen to this are going to chastise us but like but captain america being found in glacier like that was a real thing like he disappeared for a long time and like right. the avengers found him like he wasn't an original avenger no and, like they you know the, the avengers found him and you know whatever and like I, there's just some coolness to this whole thing, like sure. Well, that whole scene when when Blade's in there, just like the way they set it up, was really cool. Like, I like it a lot. It was awesome. But yeah, story wise, book wise, art wise, I give it four and a half. Like, it's awesome. And like, I love me some Joe Manarera. That dude's McGinnis. I love me some Ed McGinnis. That dude's awesome. Like, he's great. Thick neck superheroes, fantastic. He does thick necks in a way that uh, your true love just never could figure out. What are you talking about? Layfield. Rob. Rob draws thick necks, too, but it's not the same thing. Not not, not well at all. <laughs> Man. <laughs> not not the same thing. There's been an ongoing battle between you and me since we met. Is that, like, I can't stand him, and you always defend him. I mean, that's true. The Matt Damon of the comic book world. <laughs> Because <laughs> they look the same? Because yeah. they kind of do. Remember in Wizard, they used to do like, uh, I wish that it was like, I don't remember what the segment was called. It was like, if they made it or like, like we wish they would make it. Like, it was kind of like um, the people the, the people who worked for Wizard and like fans and stuff would talk about like, okay, well, if they made this movie, who would play these characters? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they did like, if we made a movie about Image Comics, who would play the characters? And like oh, yeah. obviously Matt Damon, Matt Damon was. play, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it made me laugh so much, but it's true. Like they went through all of them, but it was like they all like were pretty dead on. Yeah, I remember when they used to do that casting. Like I, don't, I can't remember casting they, call, like casting call. Maybe I I can't remember. I feel like that's right, but I don't know if that's actually what they. Funny thing it. is, is, they did a like when Grant Morrison's Justice League. Like, right as it started, but right as it was hitting its peak at the same time, like, people are like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Sure. Like, if we did a Justice League movie, who would play Batman? And I think, I'm I'm like 99% sure, and I'm to go back and find that issue, because I have them in my garage. But, like, I'm pretty sure they cast Christian Bale back then. Really? Which would have been 97, 96, wow. 97 when that book came out. When that issue came out, yeah, yeah, and as Batman, that's interesting. I'm pretty sure because he was like he was early, really, really young at the time, but but he, yeah, I was, and then like years later, I'm like, I, 
Like, it, it came back to me. I do, I uh, wonder, man. That's, uh, yeah. I remember when they were doing those things, there used to be, like, I remember one, one of those magazines that did a, a casting for, like, Wolverine, and they're like, Danzig, and I thought, he's the right height. Because he is. He's also, well, he, at the time, he was still very hairy. I couldn't say the dude can act at all, but, like, as a thing. Absolutely not. He got punched. <laughs> he got knocked out by that guy from the Northside Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like as a thing at the time, he would have made sense for height and size. And I mean, I'd be, you know, as far as castings are concerned, at the time, I thought, man, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, overall, I, yeah, I remember those things, man. That's interesting. If it was Christian Bale, that's who they actually picked. That's pretty crazy. I have to go back and dig through and find that. Right. I know yeah. which, I know. It was before, it was when they were still like the square, like book, like the square ends of the comic. Like it was right. thick enough to be square still before they went before to the round edges. Format. Yeah, yeah. So I could, I mean, I could, that narrows it down to, to about 75 I issues. I think 100. I think they were shaped that way for at least three issue 100. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have one through like. Oh, right, right. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I think I have like one or like I bought them after the fact, but like. When I started having a subscription, it was the first magazine I ever had a subscription to when I was a kid. Or, you know. Yeah. And I'd have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure era-wise I know what. I'd have to look and see. It would be interesting to see if that was the case. That's really crazy. If, if, that, if that is, man, Nostradamus style, that's awesome. Freaking crazy. Because, you know, uh, who used to do that? Jim McLaughlin, who went on to be, I think, the editor for Top Cow. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he was the uh, one of the big writers for Wizard Magazine back then, right? Well, he had a little team of people for a while, but yeah. But he was like, well, he did like the he did like the uh, the letters section, but he also did the casting column and something else. But like McLaughlin was a big writer, but I think he went to work for Top Cow, right? I think so. And it may make sense as an editor over there. I don't think he did any, like, story writing. Not that I can remember at least. No, he was just the editor. But yeah, I feel like editing, he did a batch of editing over there. Like, you like, the editor-in-chief of Cop Cop Comics. He, like, became the big guy. It would make because sense. Because of his connection with, like, how, like, how, like, respected he was in the comic community from Wizard. Well, at the time, like, Wizard Magazine was a really big deal. And, like, it, it was the jam. so many, like, companies in, like, books launch. Just being in their magazine, I mean, that's right. part of why Image got as big of, like, notice as it did, because all the things they ran from Image right next to DC stuff and Marvel stuff, and just, like, as a as a periodical, it's really something that was destroyed because of the internet, like, 100%. It's true. It's, it is really true. But the thing is, is, like, the cool thing about getting a magazine in the mail every month, and the other thing that Wizard used to have that, like slowly fizzled out because people quit caring was like it had a price guide in it it did it had a beckett section in the back um and they Mm -hmm. also used to do like uh not every issue but i want to say once a month they would do like a uh if you don't know what what uh cbs just said beckett was the uh sports card like price guide that, that would come out monthly like, Which I think they still make those, don't they? I don't have it. I don't have a collected sports yeah, card in here. I don't know. But Beckett mm-hmm. Price Guide was like a thing. So if you know what a blue book is for cars, same idea. Just for kinda, trading cards. Uh, kind of, yeah. But, yeah. But Wizard Magazine had like a price guide in it. Oh, yeah. They also did like the, an artist section in some issues. They do like a 
brutes and babes is what they called it, and it's like, here's how you draw an arm. Here's how you draw, like, I don't yeah, know, a pack a, or something. There's some cool stuff in Bart there. Bart Shears did a bunch of those, the artists. There's all and, sorts of cool stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Well, and, like, articles and things. Yeah, I mean... There was, like, a... Actually, Toy Fair magazine... Came out of that. ...became from Wizard, because yep. they used to have, like, a section called Toy Fair in it, and they would be like, what's the the top ten hot action figures right now came from Wizard magazine? It did. Spawn its own, like, book out of And because book. I liked that section so much, I subscribed to Toy Fair <laughs> after that. Makes sense. Which, like, I just, you know what I mean? It was just... I love the internet, don't get me wrong, but... I mean, the internet, like, shows you stuff instantly and all that kind of stuff, but like, I just really liked having a magazine that you could sit there and, like, sit there on an afternoon and just read, like... You know, like, well, my, my, my favorite part was... I I ran the board for uh, like I was one of my first jobs like I worked I was a, a, a carry out like a a bag boy basically at City Market right but I also uh, I worked at a radio station right. and like even before I was on the air because I I went on to be an on air DJ for like a couple years but like my very first thing that they hired me to do was run the board for the Denver Broncos games and uh, and CU Buffs games so I was there for like I was there I would the game would be fed in and I would push the button to play like the commercials and I would type in the codes for the next group of commercials and blah, blah, blah. But I would just be, I'd have to just sit there for like the entire, there was an hour pregame and an hour po- or hour and a half or something like that pregame and postgame plus the, like the length of the game. So it was about, it was about usually like six or seven hours and I would just have to sit there. And so when I got a new wizard magazine, it was like, I would read that thing from cover to cover like two or three times, but it was my favorite game of the week because it was just, or of the month, you know, because like I got a new wizard magazine and I just got to just like, just dive into it. Right. And binge it while you're working. And it was just like, I saved it, man. It was like that Sunday, like I'd go to, go to work. I'd go get myself a snack because their Safeway was like, like the mall where the radio station was that I worked in. Safeway was connected to it. So I'd walk over to Safeway, get myself some like, um, it wasn't Hot Pockets, but Red Baron oh, made, yeah. made their version of Hot Pockets, and their ham and cheese ones were delicious. So I'd get a box of those. I'd get some cottage cheese and some croutons, and then I'd get, like, you know, a couple things to drink. So I was going to be there for, like, seven or eight hours, you right. know. And, like, I'd go over there, and I'd just get ready, and I'd just, like, list, like we had a little black and white TV so you could kind of follow along to see what was going on, you know, the commercials and everything. Sure. Because when you did a TV commercial you did a radio one as well right and uh yeah that's what i would do and that was like basically my sunday for my sophomore junior senior years of high school or junior senior years of high school like at least at least three football seasons worth yeah i did and i had a subscription of wizard the entire time so nice i can man I, I do remember them fondly. They were fun things. But what, 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 spur, I think what kind of like brought that memory back is like one of the very first issues I think of Wizard that I ever got was the Heroes Reborn. The oh, origin, from the, the, original the original story. Heroes line. Reborn. Oh, man. With none other than Rob Layfield and Jim Lee. And I think they were the only two that were really like big deal ones. But there's a whole bunch of books that spawned out of it. It was a very different thing than what this is. <laughs> Story-wise. For sure, but this is called Heroes Reborn as well, so that sure, kind of... Sure, recycled like, name, for sure. But, yeah. like, it kind of... I think that was one of the first... Like, I, I bought issues before that, but the, one of the first ones I actually... When I got my subscription, and my mom was like, okay, you pay for it, whatever, you can get a subscription. So, like, I'd have to, like, 
take my money and go down and get a money order and fill it out and like send it into the oh, yeah. mail and do Mail-way it that way. Style? Yeah. But anyway, the Heroes Reborn issue was like one of my very first issues, I think. And it was like Captain America on the front. And yep. it was like, you know, um, Layfield changed the eagle or no, the A to an eagle. I was right. like, oh, I always felt like the A was stupid. So I'm going to put an eagle there instead. <laughs> it was like part of the, the part of the, like the interview. Yeah. Well, it's fighting American style. Which- but it was like him standing there and like that, that just t- Google Layf. If you're listening to this and you want to know what we're talking about, there's this, there's one, one specific picture. Yeah, it's terrible. Cover. And it's like, it's Captain America but Le- that Layfield drew, but it was like him standing there and like Captain America's chest is so weird looking and like it looks like proportionally it doesn't make any sense. It, it's so disgustingly yeah. odd and his head's turned to a funny way. I don't know. Yeah, it's body wise he's not shaped in a way that would make any sense. Never been a fan. <laughs> Man. Well, I mean, and I've said it on this show before, and I guess I'll say it again now because I think it's funny. If you want people to get into comic books, you show them a Rob Liefeld book. If you want them to stay, you don't let them read it. <laughs> so, because he's flashy art, he really is. But I don't, you, I think the other way around. But if you read too much of it, you see too much of it, then you start noticing that that dude uppercut got folded in half. Literally folded in half. What is going on? I was just think. I think Jim Lee was like, good no matter what. Oh no, yeah, Jim's fantastic, don't get me wrong, it's not I wouldn't say the end all be all is the first book he had him as a as a Layfield book, but he's got stuff in there, man. Still, even even now, he still has stuff that's good. They all has stuff where things don't make any sense, like that sword doesn't fit in that hand, like at all. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, so that is it for uh, Heroes Reborn. It's going to be a seven-part miniseries. Like we talked about earlier, there's a bunch of... There's a whole batch of tie-ins. I think, story-wise, you'll probably be okay if you just read the main book by itself, best we can tell. But yeah, I mean, there's other characters, and since we have these different mashups, it'll be interesting to see what that is. I have a couple of the side books look really cool. So, yeah, I say check it out. Um, so, what'd you learn today, Josh? Um, that you think tanks and snakes... Are similar words, <laughs> and or things. I mean, maybe both. Maybe both. What I learned today that they're not <laughs> whatever at all. Oh, so silly. Seeing that time it work good. Night Gwen. That sounds cool. It's one of the books that's on the checklist. Oh yeah, for the one shots. She looks very Batman, which also makes sense considering how Nighthawk looks. Right. Very Batman. Squadron Savage? Savage, well, yeah. Like, it's just like Savage Avengers, except... You know. I just, I'm just reading some of the titles. Amazing Shutterbug sounds so lame, though, man. Yeah, it's the Spider-Man books. Well, I know, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm curious of what he looks like, and I know, like, you know, Shutterbug, as you call a photographer, like, it's kind of like a... I mean, the cover makes it look like he's Jimmy Olsen. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because the cover's just him, like, on the cover taking a picture of something happening. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know what the American name of that Knights. One. I can't remember what that one looks like, just from you saying the title. Oh, and Heroes Return. We should be towards the end, I think. But Final Flight's cool. Like Wolverine is Wolverine's gonna be around. Obviously they always gotta put or or in somewhere. Sure. But he's still like Weapon X looking y. Like this is all like just mock ups. 
Oh, the character design pages at the end? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole batch of character design pages at the end of the book. Girl Power, um, Falcon, and Kid Spectrum. Well, they're doing a young, like a Young Avengers thing. Aurora. Um, yeah. Cool. So you got some books to watch, Josh? Mm, not me, man. I mean, this one's good stuff. I'm stoked. You know, I'm I'm, I'm behind on stuff. Like, I kind of just read what you tell me to. <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess it's basically true. Uh, so as far as, like, uh, suggestions or books, I've got a couple. And I think of last week, I might have mentioned this one before, but I'm going to mention it again because I think it's a, it looks awesome. So Master of the Universe is going to have a four-part miniseries. Uh, it's called Master of the Universe Revelation. Uh, issue one's supposed to come out on July 7th, so it's a summer book. It's coming out from Dark Horse Comics, and we're going to have artist uh, Mindy Lee. And there's been some page art showing up. Um, I think it started out on Instagram, but I've seen it on a couple other websites now. And it looks really cool. So, Mass Universe stuff, I think that'll be awesome. Uh, Aftershock's got a book called uh, Beyond the Breach that's going to come out also in July. Yeah, it's being written by Ed Bryson, which, depending on how much Captain America stuff you've read, you probably know him from Captain America. And then uh, it, the test pages for it look really cool, too. Basically, the idea is that we have a uh, a female lead who, uh, after some stuff happens in her family, she decides to take this trip to California, like a road trip that she's been wanting to take her whole life. So it's her dream road trip vacation. And uh, she's off to, you know, see the world. During her trip, a breach in the world happens where a rip in reality causes monsters and just crazy nightmare animals to come out, and it sort of wrecks the whole part of California she's in when it happens, leading her and a uh, a boy whose family is either dead or lost. I can't they say he's an orphan, but I don't know how he has become that, to uh, basically try to escape this nightmare world. The test pages look really cool. Like, Bryson's a good writer. He, he's, he does some good stuff. So I think that'll be neat. Um, it's it's going to be a miniseries because it's... it's, it's Aftershock, and that's generally what they do. But as far as, like, a first issue, the first issue pages look really cool. So I'd suggest those two things. I mean, Noctera's got issue three out now, and it's still fantastic. That's the image one. Uh, as far as, like, series are concerned for other stuff, I mean, we just wrapped up Curse of the Man thing, and uh, even though it's a three-part story that are numbered stupid, it was really cool. First issue was a Curse of the Man thing, Avengers... Second issue is Curse the Man Thing Spider-Man. Third one is Curse the Man Thing X-Men, and they're all number ones. But they read they read to each other, so tiling's dumb, but the stories were pretty neat. I like man things, so anyway, that's what I would have for you. Um Josh, anything else? Action figure update. In the action figure world, they did we didn't talk about it last episode, but they did release the movie figures of the first couple movie figures from the Snake Eyes film that are coming out. So it's like a Baroness, a Snake Eyes, a Scarlet, a Storm Shadow. That was it, right? Um, yeah. Um, they all look good except the Storm Shadow. It just looks like the other movie Storm Shadows, which is so stupid because they still haven't made a proper Storm Shadow yet for the uh, the new six inch line, which I don't understand why. But they did just get some rumor stuff today pretty pretty definitive that the next like so if, if anybody follows G.I. Joe or the classified or is it classified or classified action figures yeah mm-hmm. classified line 
Um, there's been the mass releases, which haven't been the easiest to get. But then there's like the Target exclusive, which have been even more difficult to get. And I think the the rumor on the street is the whole point. They weren't sure how popular this line was going to be, and being like switching from a three and three quarter, which like GI Joe was the first like real like I mean besides Star Wars, but like GI Joe was like what made like the rubber band waste things like that. They the the multiple points of articulation. They really put the one eighteenth scale, the three and three quarter inch on the map. Like that was what GI Joe did. They were like other people had like the T crotch and like the stiff arms and like whatever, but like GI Joe really like changed the game. And so this is the first time, well, besides Sigma Six, I guess. But they weren't technically six inch though. The Sigma Six was like seven and a half. Yeah, or something. they were weird size. So anyway, this is the first time that like GI Joe's done like the full like a, a whole proper different like size size line. And so they they change it to Marvel Legends like this the one twelve scale. Big deal. A lot of people are like. A bunch of people were into it. A bunch of people were like, I'll see what it looks like. And a bunch of people were like, I'm going to hate it. it. It's It's been pretty big success. I mean, considering. But they undermade a lot of stuff, especially with COVID and stuff like that. Like, it was hard for them to get um, things from factories in China as quickly as normal. So they underordered. And so there has been a, a, a lot of figures that have been hard to get. Like, Baroness came with a motorcycle. She was the first one that came with a, uh, a vehicle. There has been, she's the only one that's come with a vehicle Yeah, from that the only line. one so far, but it was like... Um, but she's been really hard to get. And aftermarket-wise, like, she was initially 40 bucks. She's... You can't find her cheaper than 150 on eBay. Like, that's just where it goes. Um, the Cobra Troopers, like, they were... Like, they called them the Co- uh, Cobra Island, is what they're calling them. Exclusives. Um... The original, they've since re-released it. A little bit different color, not that, not really that noticeable. So, like those have been gone down quite a bit. Um, Beachhead has been almost impossible to get because he was part of that first wave. Right. Um, and one of the target exclusives. Yeah, and then Firefly. Same thing. Same thing, and the Cobra Viper. Yeah, but also, um, the next Cobra, I like Cobra Island, Attack on Cobra Island, or whatever exclusive. That's going to target exclusive is supposed to be Major Blood, which a bunch of people love Major Blood as a character, G.I. Joe character. He's a bad guy, you know, whatever. Um, but the talk is because this line has been so successful so far and there's been so much love for it that they are re-releasing the Cobra Viper and Firefly with Major Blood when he comes out. So the funny thing about that is because if you don't already know, I hate scalpers. I hate people who could buy whole cases and sell them on eBay for tons and tons of money just to make money because they don't and they don't care about the the action figures whatsoever. Because all you're doing is killing them line when you do that. So doing the re-release of those two figures, which the Viper was Firefly wasn't as hard to get. You can get him at forty bucks, like aftermarket, which they're only twenty dollar figures. So you're paying about you know you're paying a Double, figure, double figure. the amount that he should be. Double the amount, but whatever. And it's 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 a mediocre figure. Uh, but the Viper looks really cool. But those things are going for a lot because there's a lot of people wanted to army build and whatever. So the fact that the the that they're going to re-release that and the new street date for the major major blood re-release of the Viper and um, Firefly is supposed to be June first. So as you listen to this, you have about a month, about three weeks probably. Until that comes, like, just, just be aware if you're into G.I. Joe, check that out. I've actually since then, since 
quit collecting the line, really. Like, I'll pick up a, a, a figure here and then that I'm a big fan of the character. But, like, old school G.I. Joe, I bought everything. Like, it doesn't matter what it was. I bought doubles and triples of whatever because I, lo- I just love G.I. Joe. But with these line, this line, I'm just like, ah. I just kind of get what I'm into. And so... Sure. Uh, I would like. I'd love to have a beachhead, but I'm not. I'm not going to pay eighty dollars for a beachhead. Um, I'm not going to pay eighty dollars for a figure that costs twenty dollars. I'm stupid. With the re-release of him, they may fix the problem. With I don't him. know if the, re- the I haven't seen rumor of re-releasing him yet, but I'm. They supposedly when they did the Hasbro like uh wasn't he the one being released Major Blood? No, Firefly. Oh yeah, yeah, Firefly. Not yeah, Firefly, sure. Cobra yeah. Viper. So they re um, they basically they re-released the Trooper. It's a little like there's. Black painting in a little bit different place. Right. Like one's called a trooper and one's called a infantry. I don't. They're they're sure. So you see them side by side. They're so similar. I mean, right. Well, maybe the firefly paint job issue would be fixed then in the re-release also. Yeah, that's true. Because so, I guess under the firefly vest, because he comes with a flak jacket. Yeah. People taking the flak jacket off because he's got the he's got the urban camo all over him. When you take the flak jacket off. It's not even painted underneath. Like they didn't do like they didn't do the the camo all the way through. So um, they skipped on the yeah skipped on the paint job on him. So if you want to remove the jacket, which is and removable, make him, and make him look like their traditional firefly, right? He wouldn't look right. So maybe the release will fix that. Um, the valor, valor versus venom. No, what's what, what's the sergeant slaughter? The action force. Oh gosh, um, the thing that's coming out with the new sergeant slaughter. I'm, is it Valor Force? Valor Force. Uh, or is it Action Is it Action Force? It is Action Force. Maybe. They're a third-party company doing Yeah, so there's, there's a new, like, secondary company, like yeah. a private company that's doing, like, a one to scale, like, military, like, kind of G.I. Joe-esque style, like, series, but with new characters. But somehow they made, a, they made a deal, Sergeant Slaughter, so they're putting out a Sergeant Slaughter through that company. Right. Which I'm pretty sure it's Action Force. Action Force sounds right, but when you said Valor, I think maybe Action Force is the line's name. The company making it, I think, is Valor something. Valorverse? Is that maybe. right? Anyway, something like that. Um, just type in Sergeant Slaughter, 112 scale, it'll come up. Right. So anyway, they've been making a bunch of secondary aftermarket parts to fix. So like Gung Ho came out. Right. And they made, they made his gun that he originally came with and his proper hat and his proper vest. Because it's a little bit different, like in the figure that actually was released, they made his original looking ones. That's like cool. is a is like a like a weapons pack that you can buy through them. Um, they're they're doing some cool stuff. So there's some so secondary companies who are trying to make this line a little bit better. And then even like this from like fans outcry, um, they did re-release Scarlet and Roadblock and more traditional colors as well. So they did a second re- a release of them as well, even though they were two of the easier figures to find. Right. But, like, they switched, like, Scarlet's gold and shininess to, like, just her brown and, like, tan. Right. Which is, I mean, I thought the, I thought the Scarlet figure was a cool-looking figure to begin with. Yeah, it was it's probably cool. one of my favorite ones. Um, but anyway, yeah, as things go, if you're, in a, if you're into action figures and you're into G.I. Joe, and, like, you're not a dirty scalper, and if you're a dirty scalper, then I don't want to talk to you. And I, I think you deserve to stub your toe. Like, stub it so hard that it, like, breaks the nail. That's how mad I am. <laughs> Scalpers make me. So, anyway. Um, yeah, June 1st for those. And uh, so, basically, at that point, the only two figures that have, won't, haven't been re-released or no plan to be re-released yet is Baroness and um, Beachhead, which the, supposedly Hasbro said that they're going to re-release everyone eventually in one way or the other. 
Um, and I don't think that the movie version of Baroness, because it's not the same figure at all. No, it's not. Um, I don't think they're talking about that. Right. So, because they still, they, I mean, they still haven't made, if you go onto the G.I. Joe website, they do like, there's a bunch of art mock-ups, some different things, but a bunch of them are old art, like art that's from, all, actually, all the way back from Valor vs. Venom is some of them, like Sand Scorpion is one oh, of crazy. them that's from that art from that package. Um, but um, the rumors are Barbecue is coming up. Um, who else is coming? Like There was like three figures coming up that were, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But Barbecue is one of them for sure. I do like Barbecue. And then they still haven't made a original OG Storm Shadow. So they did do the Ninja Force Storm Shadow. They caught it called Arctic Storm Shadow, and he was an Amazon exclusive. Right. So, it's, But it's the Ninja Force figure, basically. Paint job-wise, yeah. And he's really cool. That's one of the ones I did get, I like, because I love Storm Shadow. But um, they still haven't done the original, like, sleeveless. But in the art, it's a new it's a new art for Storm Shadow that we've never seen before. And it's him and his OG, like, sleeveless white Cobra getup. Yeah, the ninja mask or the hood? No, he's got the he's got just the ninja mask, the OG. Nice. Yeah, but it's like his left arm is a sleeve, like a tattoo sleeve, like a big like Japanese like a uh, style. style. Yeah, yeah. All right. Which I'm actually not opposed. I think that's kind of a cool thing. Oh, yeah. I, I'd be curious to see how it, it, it translates to a figure. Um, but there is again a secondary company, like a not secondary, I want to say, but like a private company that they're like a ninja company, like that make only ninjas. And a bunch of people have been buying those, fig- like the white version of those figures. They have a bunch of different colors of ninjas. And then you can buy the white ninja from them. And then you can buy the Cobra decal and put it on there. And it's basically Storm Shadows. <laughs> it's a perfect, it's a right. perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. I think they're called retro. Uh, just type in 112 scale ninja figures. So that's your action figure update. I know that we kind of went off a little spiel right there, but like that's what I know. I'm into G.I. Joe. Like, I can tell you all sorts of other stuff, like really cool things. Acid Rain's going nuts right now. They're put, like, it's one of my favorite lines of all time. If you like, if you like the 118 scale, they're murdering. They're doing so well. They're putting out some really cool figures. Those new, uh, samurai looking guys I showed you. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I have, I mean, I've seen pictures of them, but like, they're not out yet, but they look incredible. Um, the head sculpts on those are. Oh, yeah. The faces and the design, like, yeah, it's. Like, they took the acid rain format, which is kind of Mad Maxi, and then added the samurai flair to it. It's cool. And then there's a, I mean, and then Joy and Toy. anything Joy Toy is doing, yeah. it just looks super good. They're just, and they, they are pumping it out. Like, they're, I don't know where they're funded from or who's behind them, but they are putting out some cool stuff. They're putting out mechs. They're putting out, like, I mean, all their individual figures, their weapons, like the gear, like the exoskeletons that are putting on. Well, they have all those three packs, the Army Builder style three packs too. Yeah, dude, so many cool things. Yeah, I mean, if you're an action figure collector, and we said this before on the show, and we said on action figure deconstruction and all sorts of stuff, like if you're a fan of just figures in general, like just be, don't get discouraged when you go to Walmart or Target or any of the big chains and don't see anything on the shelves. Because there's so many cool like independent companies that are putting out amazing product. All you got to do is just do a little bit of search. Right. Because there's some cool, cool, cool things out there. For sure. And Boss Fight, which we've talked about a million times. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like, did you get your Flash Gordon yet? I did. Yeah. 
It's awesome. Does it not look amazing? No, it's really, it's really cool. Yeah, they just, anything they touch is pure gold. Yeah, they're great. And they, Which we've actually seen them start showing up in diamond catalogs. So if you've got a retailer of a comic book store near you, there's some of those figures you can actually get through your comic book shop retailer. And they just got licenses for some more stuff. Like, uh, I think they call it Legends of Saturday Morning Cartoon or something like that. Or Legends really? of, hmm. like, yeah, I'd have to look and see who was all involved. But they're like, uh, Beale Bailey is one of them. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, they just got, they got some ra- really random, like, licenses. Sure. But, man, like, Zoro, the Zoros look rad. Oh yeah, no, on the legendary Lucha Libre figures, the two of them. Those are them. those are one twelve scale. Those yeah, they're bigger, but, but they're um, still cool figures. The fantasy line is amazing. There's, you know, their ancient Greek line is amazing. Yeah, uh, just some really cool things out there. So if, don't don't dis- get discouraged if you like your normal like Transformers or I mean Transformers always Transformers, but you know like just your 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 regular like go to the st- be able to go to the store and be like oh what's this thing and like. There's some you just got to do a little bit of research. Check sure. out some cool stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? That's it, man. All right, man. Uh, socials or other internet stuff. You can find links to all of our different shows if you go to the top five comics podcast dot com website. Uh, there's links for this show, Action Figure Deconstruction, uh, Scovillionaires, the Never Been Done Podcast, uh, Ant Man Gaming, uh, with Ant Man 2050. Links on there for everything, so you find all the stuff we do. Uh, Instagram, I put up drawings at uh, Top Five Comics CBS. Instagram, you do stuff on um, Wendell Twenty Four. So yeah, check us out there. Follow us there. Everybody always needs likes, subscribes, and follows. Makes the I don't know. The, it's supposed to make the inter- internet world better, I guess, or something. I don't know. Anyway. More followers, more better for things, I guess. Anyway, um, that's it. The key? Nope.